The Bartender Ramp Podcast is powered by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for commercial and residential projects, roadside assistance, or personal recreation. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerbox.com. CIC Powerbox, wherever you go, go with power. Welcome to the Bartender Rant Podcast. I am your host, Steve Haley. I might be nursing a killer hangover, but we have another incredible show coming to you from Las Vegas. Fremont Street did us dirty last night. If you can't hear it in my voice, you could see it in my face right now. I'm sure some of the content that's going up for this episode uh, is going to be concerning to some of you listeners, just what Mike and I have done to our livers over the last couple of days. But Vegas is uh, just as we expected, but a continual surprise at the same time. We have wandered our way down a unbeaten path into one of the most mystical bar rooms and uh, buildings I have ever been in. We are in a labyrinth that can only be described as Lost Spirits Distillery. I have my partner in crime, my co-host, the best and one and only feather-haired friend, Michael Windsor, here with me today. We're sitting on a red velvet couch. We're knee-to-knee, and I can't wait to bring him in on this very special live edition straight from the pot and the still of the Lost Spirits Distillery episode of Bartender Ramp Podcast. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I'd say this is the nicest studio we've ever recorded in. This this studio does not do it justice. If you guys could only understand, we're in uh, something that could only be described as uh, an apothecary uh, to the, the gods of cocktails and craft spirits. It is something out of a, a fever dream. I have... Uh, these Asian lanterns decorated above my head, carved and ornate walls, barrels of aging rum behind me, and just some of the most ornate individual cocktail bars and stages I've ever seen. The installments in this building are blowing my mind. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yes, we got, we got to get out here and see when they have the Cirque de Soleil performers uh, at, their, you know, at their peak, uh, bending and, and twirling and the cocktails are flowing, and the alcohol and that ABV from the Navy rum is starting to hit. It's going to be, uh, I think, just the elixir that we need. But uh, we are behind the scenes today. This is a dark day for them. Um, you know, it's uh, always a little bit uh, toned down in here. But we are lucky enough uh, to be invited into Lost Spirits Distillery on a day with no other patrons. We get the full tour we get a little bit of behind-the-scenes look, and we're going to sit down with their beverage director, Alex Velez, to talk about this incredible project that they have here and some of the really uh, scientific uh, ways that they are changing the craft cocktail game. We're very excited about that. But not just that. That that name you just heard might be reminiscent. You, it might ring a bell for you. For some of you listener. listeners, especially you, especially you very serious craft cocktailers out there, um, you know, Alex has been featured... Uh, on a Netflix show uh, specifically about the craft cocktail business. We're going to tell you a little bit more about that. Mike, right now, before we really get into the meat and potatoes of the show, does it sound like Fremont Street kicked my ass last night, or am I faking it well enough? No, I, I, I'll i spare you. I won't tell you how Steve's night ended. He just, he really wanted to. I got noodles. kicked out of an Asian noodle place. Got, all right, let's got, call it what it is. All, right? noodle all, place I, wanted, all I wanted was ramen and broth, okay, to warm my soul. <laughs> And the next thing I knew, they were throwing me out. I thought I was being perfectly polite. Now, we were able to talk the head chef yes. 
into letting us back in to make a uh, to go order, and he cooked it for us, hot, fresh, and ready in like two minutes. So and thank I can't remember his name, but thank Chris, you. It was show, it was Shoku Noodles, Chris, and it yeah. all ended well. But he comes out to smoke a dart. We happen to be sitting on the sidewalk, licking our wounds, about to catch an Uber, and the next thing you know, we sweet talk him into some. I did. You should have seen. I just, I just want some noodles. I just want to get some noodles. <laughs> Again, man, those, uh, the, the, they, <laughs> those beers on Fremont, they're a lot bigger than you think. That glass goes pretty deep. But I'm very excited to be here. I got my noodles in me. I'm starting to feel a little bit better. You know, that broth, that Asian broth always brings me back. And so fitting for this environment. You know, Lost Spirits Distillery, as we've already mentioned, has cultivated an unbelievable aesthetic here. It has the notes of... Um, early vaudeville 19th century carnival and freak show and the South Pacific opium den vibe. And this is all mixed with a really eclectic, um, you know, furniture and just accents. I mean, these these miniature granite countertop bars from what could only be described as a scene from Casablanca. that give it a, a certain level of uh, class to every individual cocktail station that they have. It is truly something that you need to experience in person to understand, and we're going to try to bring it to you well, via theater of the mind. Yeah, and it, before we get here with Alex, it blew my mind because uh, I knew Alex worked at a distillery, but in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I've been to distilleries. I'm thinking a bar, restaurant, you know, that, you know, they do a distillery. And, uh, we that were, has a taco truck we, outside, I was, right? <laughs> There was miscommunication, right. and we were uh, going to have Alex come out to our Airbnb, and he's like, no, I think you should come out here, you know, if you can make it. And I was like, well, I don't know if there's people there. It's going to be difficult to record. Little did I know what we were walking into. And it's this—it's in the Area 15 area in, in Las Vegas, right? So this mm-hmm. is an area where they have uh, the Omega Mart and Meow Wolf is in this area. Yeah. In the um, shadow of the wind, right mm-hmm. off the strip. Yeah. Um, so it's not too far. If you're in but, Vegas um, for pleasure, party, work, it's an easy trip over to find something, I think, uh, very unique to Vegas we'll, and very special in we'll, this business. Yeah, and we'll put some pictures up, but uh, check out Lost Spirits online and uh, check out our social media to see the pictures because this is mind-blowing. And, uh, you know, seeing all the different places where the performers are, you know, obviously we don't get to see, see the performers, but Cirque du, Sole, uh, Cirque du Soleil performers uh, coming in and yeah, uh, being able to, to see that. I, I, I've got to come back here when it, it's and actually it's, going. It's so intimate. I mean, Cirque du Soleil, a, a lot of us have seen shows in Vegas, but they're up on a big stage. They're not intimate on the floor with you. And this mm-hmm. truly is... Uh, the sense of that old vaudevillian um, pop-up carnival kind of feel. And so I think that really lends itself to the overall aesthetic. But we're going to talk so much more about that. I don't want to get too bogged down here on our intro. Uh, let's get through a few things, and let's bring Alex in, because I really also want to talk about this amazing cocktail he's making for us today. A great name, the Michelle L'Amour. It's uh, mysterious, and it has a kind of a violent, beautiful quality to it. Violent beauty. I, I like that. It, it, it reminds me of Hed- Hedy Lamar, the famous actress from the 20s, which really kind of, again, fits this distillery in this room that we're in today. Um, guys, we love you. We thank you. You are the reason we do this show. You inspire us to keep going around the country, hunting down great con- content, hunting down interesting bartenders and interesting drinks. So please continue to support us because we are growing this community. And I think we really have something special here, but it's with your support that we're able to keep doing this. If you'd like to get more involved, you want to be one of our producers, you want to help share this community and grow the show, listen to the outro at the end of the episode. We have everything from our social media handles, resources uh, to get more involved on the production side, grab some of our show merch, or join us for an industry night happy hour. That is where Mike and I really give you all of the roadmap that you need to get to really become a bar fly of the Bartender Rant podcast. 
Um, as we also always say, we know how crazy this business is. Mental health is difficult. Substance abuse is rampant. This is a business that weighs on people. And uh, we want you guys to be happy and healthy and keep coming back and enjoying this show with us. Uh, so please, if you're struggling, reach out to Mike and I via email. We are not professionals, but we've dealt with a lot of these issues, and we are here to listen and help if we can. Um, we also will provide some professional resources at the end of the show. Guys, please call that. Do not hesitate. We want you to get right and uh, keep coming back and enjoying this uh, fun time with us. So without further ado, let's get right into it. We have the beverage director at Lost Spirits Distillery, Alex, uh, and he has brought with us an amazing cocktail, the Michelle L'Amour. Alex, how are you my, today, my friend? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. Stumbling over my words a little bit, but we're going to catch a stride here. And it's, so, it's the biggest effect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think the Michelle Lamour is going to is going to breathe life back into me. Oh yeah, she she'll put some life in you. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I uh, it's probably the kiss of death, maybe for our our final no, I, show. I need it. Our need, final need, show yeah. of this trip. I worry of uh, for our last uh, our last guest, who we're going to be uh, interviewing after you uh, tonight, is going to be. Um, I'm going to really have to try to be disciplined on not sucking down a few of these Michelle Lamours because mm. I can already tell it's going to be something. Well, on my and just a quick note, too, that we're actually probably you're probably hearing this for the first time or for the first of the biggest episodes because of the Drink Masters recent release on Netflix. That's right. Um, you know, we don't want this episode to go, you know, a month out. So we're actually going to be releasing this. So we've got a whole st a string of episodes uh, from Vegas. Um, so those are all coming, but we wanted to release this one a little bit earlier, even though we already did some other Vegas crawl, bar crawl, baby. Yeah. But we're going to kick it off with, with Alex here. So, yep. you know, I know we've teased a little bit about this this documentary on Netflix. Can, uh, do you want to share a little bit of that with the people? We'll talk about why you came on the show with us today. So Ringmasters most focus is like to put the craft cocktail community or what, uh, what we do into consumer's perspective, into that radar. So that's why I got interest into being part and being casted of, as part of the show. So I wanted to be a piece, a pillar into putting that seat out there that cocktails can be a little bit more artistic, can be a little bit more uh, an expression of somebody's uh, uh, culture yeah. and how they can identify themselves in, as an identity. So I thought this was a really great opportunity for me to go. So I was like, yeah, let's get on this shit. Let's do it. I, I think you live that every day. You you strike me as an incredibly genuine person, unapologetically yourself. And this is such a deep-rooted <laughs> passion for you. I mean, as he's giving us the tour of the distillery, he goes, let's step into my office. And his office has a baby grand piano in it and, and a blues music played right on the floor and a a true bar inspired station along where, you know, he does his computer and administrative work as well. So um, I think uh, I, I love that you don't, it, this is, this is not faking it. This is everyday love for this. And I'm, I'm excited to have you on that sharing on our platform as well as through um, uh, this, this doc that you were recently featured on. So thank you. Like this is not for me, like this very important and keeping it as real as, as, as we can, because Again, basis of hospitality is about being genuine and being yourself. Yeah. In essence, that's what this is what we do. Hospitality. This is no matter how you dress it, no matter how you put makeup on it. At the end, when you rub everything that off, the core is hospitality. And again, we always have the saying of Maya Angelou, the 
um, in the industry where like you you can always remember um, somebody action and what they did. You can that can always be forgotten or whatever. But what you can never forget is how they made you feel. Yep. And how they made you feel, especially in that first interaction that day, you will never forget that. Like yeah. you, you can for, definitely forget what they did to you. However, but never how they made you feel. Absolutely. And I, and, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I completely agree, especially uh, with coming today to see you. Because this is your day off. I mean, you've given us a lot of time. Steve, <laughs> Bless had, your heart. Steve had a work emergency, and he had to go away for 30 minutes when we were getting set up. And you've walked us through, and you've showed us, uh, you've given us this private tour and taken so much time out of your day to do this. And trust me, I will never forget this experience. And again, thank you well, so thank much you. for being with us. This has been incredible so far. A true test right there of exactly what you're saying. And and. I think that there are so many different unique um, spaces where that guest relationship can happen and that impact on the experience can happen. It can happen in a Chili's, and that's not maybe the most yeah. cultivated, refined um, cocktail or uh, you know um, food and beverage establishment. But if you have a great relationship with that bartender or that server and they made you feel um, cared about and they gave you that great experience, it could be awesome. The wonderful thing about when it is refined – to a level of what we're talking about today with um, Lost Spirits Distillery, is it is a complete sensory experience. You walk in, it's the smell, it's the specific choice in wood they're using on the paneled walls, it is the feel of the granite bar beneath your fingers, it is the way that the, the bartenders are dressing the installments around you. So I, I love how it's unlocking all of that. I like to call this Narnia meets American Horror Story Freak Show. <laughs> oh, I love that. When you see this in full effect, it's super. It's super cool to experience that. Diff like each room takes you to a different yes. place. It makes you feel some sort of way. Every room, mm -hmm. and it has to do a lot with smell, yeah, touch, taste. Like all all of the senses are constantly ch being challenged while you are here. Yeah. Um. From the rum, from the ingredients that we use for the cocktails, like we do, twelve drinks. Uh, we are not a bar, and this is the loophole in this yeah. thing, because we're not a bar. We Very are a distillery. Yeah. So I don't have a tree since a tree sink system behind me, but the law lets me make. RTDs, which it's super huge right now, which are ready to drink. Mm -hmm. So all of my cocktail program is based on rare RTDs that you get. And some of them are at room temperature, mm -hmm. which is even way more challenging because now you're having cocktails that mm -hmm. are at room temperature and they have all these complex flavors. They're layered, but there's no ice. Yeah. And I that can be obscure for a lot of guests, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have... Like, I don't have ice behind the bar. I don't have a form because if I have ice, now I have to have a drain. If I have a drain, now I have to have a treating system. Right. Take me. Oh. You're good. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> to, it, 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 it takes me back to. It's like a catch 22. Yeah. So, by doing this approach, it gives me the chance to reinvent the bar interaction yeah. and to focus it more in hospitality. And the drinks being the supporting cast of it. That's a great way to put it. So, so now, yeah, sorry. So, so now when they come in, the, my main focus is just making them feel some sort of way because the drinks are already going to speak by themselves. Absolutely. And I get, and I, I, 
I say this a lot, like, and I compare this when like having sex or like, <laughs> or like with like or when you're with some chick, like, why a lot of like relationships endure when they're toxic, but they keep going on forever, because either him or she screw really good. <laughs> <laughs> And they're willing to see and overlook all the other flaws because they are so good. <laughs> now, if it's the other way around, if he's nice or she's nice and plays a good role as but a partner, stick it. but they can, uh-uh, gone, cheated on, gone, like it's broken <laughs> down, like the hell breaks loose, like you're not for me, fuck you. The torment <laughs> that you're describing is a tale as old as time, and I, I love how you have now woven this into the experience that people are having here. I do want to get to the Michelle Lamore, but this begs a follow-up question. Okay. Do you feel that with all this, um, this immersion into the different senses that guests are getting when they walk in this building, the complement of these standalone RTDs that are, like you're saying, supporting characters in this whole experience. Do you find that when you actually initiate the guest interaction, you as the individual interacting with the guest, that they are already at a place of vulnerability because they have been so unlocked in so many other parts of their senses. Now they are, they are you know, maybe they're mesmerized and you're almost like, you know, uh, you're hypnotizing them in, in, in interacting with them, but do you feel that they are, there's a greater vulnerability uh, with the guests that you interact with in this environment? Um, not that they're vulnerable, like, but open. Yeah. Like, their state of mind. Like, I don't know, I, I understand vulnerability probably in a different way, where you're, like, vulnerable, so you're allowed to take everything in because you're vulnerable, yeah. and then now you're more in a victim state. I don't see it that way. No, and that's, yeah. yeah. Um, um, this is more, like, with the state of mind of, like, I am going to. It's like for the first time that you ever tried octopus or calamari. Like, yeah. the, like, the, were you vulnerable at a table over there when you're no? Yeah. You were open to the experience of like shit. Everybody's here having seafood. Yeah. Fuck yeah, let's have octopus. And I think that's what I'm trying to get okay. at. Do you feel that greater openness because by the time that they get to that bar and they pick up that first RTD and they bring it to their lips. That is not the first century experience they've had, right? There's been so much more to, I think, um, allow them to start uh, uh, pulling themselves open and and taking in the greater experience. Do you feel that? Yeah, with, with I mean, guests? I mean, I, there's uh, some of this. Yes, they like they are in that in, in that state, and um, it goes either it goes really ways because I, I've had people coming in that. They're, 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 it's been it's been horrible for them. Yeah, yeah, like like like, they're, they're, oh my god, this tastes like shit. And, and no, no, like little, those are the words. Really? Like, yeah, I mean, we're dealing with people from all over the world. Yeah. It's yeah. Vegas. This is a revolving yeah. door. It's not like you have your regular like. Mm -hmm. So like so like so like Matt's gonna come in today at four, <laughs> and I'm gonna serve him his pint of old stout <laughs> with, with with his grilled cheese, and gonna put channel four for him. Yeah. No, that doesn't. You're work. trying to to cut a different path. For sure. Yeah. So, so here, like, it, it, I, it's my responsibility to maintain them mm. in a state of pleasant experience yeah. because this is unique. So there, there's, there's not a check. There's not a second chance for your first day. Yeah. Yeah. So you really have to manage that with great care, and I, I, I can see that from the first, from the get go. Like yeah. I, again, like this is something that I learned from. 
a guy that was really helpful on my upbringings in the industry, Emilio from um, Emilio Figueroa from uh, the Parrot Club back in the days in Puerto Rico. He sat me down like like I was like I was like fourteen or something like that, and I wanted to be a bartender. Um, um, which already was, but like in a very shitty mode. And, and he asked me like, so you know how to make a mojito? Um, no, but I can learn. And he, I, I could see him dying inside like, shit, mojitos like what we make in Puerto Rico all the time. This dude doesn't know how I have work to do. But he saw something in me <laughs> and he kept me like, hey, maybe not for the bar, but what about for the tables? And I'm like, okay, whatever. And I remember having my first shift and he came back at me and looked and said, remember kid, there's not a second chance or a second day for your first day. Mm-hmm. So your first, there's your first day, make sure to make it memorable. So if you take that premise for creating experiences, there's, you're not going to get a second chance to create a first impression. It's a great motivation. So it's, it truly is. So from the get go, you got to make sure that, so a lot of the times you go to places and that gets lost because I'm making a drink. Absolutely. And, I, I, me personally, I, I've, I know how to make make it work if I'm still making a drink. But with having so much things going on here and having to adjust to the parameters of the law, this is the best, exp- this is the reinventing the bar experience. Yeah. Because when they, like, I have 12 drinks. I have a full menu. When you come in, like, I, and, and the menu's like, You'll see. I'll show you the menu later on. When you look at it, you're gonna like, oh, sh-. like the same way you walked in here. You're gonna like, yeah. oh, okay, okay. No, I see. no detail forgotten yeah. <laughs> in this experience. For yeah. Sure. So, so it's so it's something like that. So, I have room temperature cocktails, cocktails that are cold because I put them in a cooler. Still, people are willing to overlook that. That what. All that I was trying to backpedal into what I've been saying is that, and referencing back to the sex relationship, <laughs> like yeah. an analogy, whatever, is that they're over, they're willing to overlook this, the little flaws of, you don't have a bar. I, can yeah. I, can I get a Tito's and soda? Um, you know what? Uh, can I get a, can I get my, Tito's and soda? Um, can I get my, <laughs> my, my, my vodka Red Bull? Yeah. And you're not able to provide that. Mm-hmm. Are you failing in hospitality because you cannot provide that? That's my question to you now. So like, I think the only answer I have, and I think this is my favorite, you know, if we're trying, we're cir- you and I are both circling around something here, and I think this is what it is. This space, because it is so unique, and because what you, you're, you're being deliberate in what you're trying to do with these RTDs behind the bar, um, you are asking the guests to meet you halfway. Maybe not even halfway, but be willing to be open and unlock something special. And we together can have a unique experience here. And if you're the type of person that's searching for that, you have that curiosity in you, this is going to be a place that you will find some type of fulfillment. You know, whether that's uh, being, uh, you know, enjoying a great craft cocktail, being wowed by the band playing on the floor, being blown away by Cirque du Soleil, or just having a moment where you're like, I have never been in a room like this, Yeah, <laughs> right? So I think one of the cool things is you guys are right up front making a transaction, meet me here, and let's do have this kind of special experience together. And I think that's what's beautiful about, about this place. So I get a lot of disappointing faces every day 
when they are when they come and they see cocktails and they think this is a bar right and when they read the menu and they read the ingredients they still don't get it that it's going to be like pre-made and once they tell me their order yeah can i get two compass rows and um three ancient vessels um i bust out these little bottles that comes in flask right boom, boom. give it like a little semi shake boom their faces drop immediately and now i have created an a negative impact in their experience. How do you recover from that? Yeah. You have to be somebody that's are able to pick up in the behavior of the your consumer yeah. to attack and to nip that right at the moment and to gain back into the having a good experience. Because yeah. it has it happens to me every day. They go like, oh uh, you're not making them fresh? <laughs> like is there is this already done? Oh yeah, let me tell you that these are these are my RTDs ready to drink cocktails. So we make them fresh every morning here at nine a.m. We come, have the cocktail team. They come in, we make them fresh, we batch them, we bottle them. And right now, what I'm doing, putting the label fresh for you, <laughs> and I hand put the label in front of them, and as I hand them the drink, and they look at me like, oh really? Yeah, we work here with honest ingredients, honest labor. This is all a collaboration of the cocktail team. Yeah. And here you, that's why if this is a first come, first serve menu, like you might come back 10 minutes later and I might be missing three drinks. Because when it's gone, it's gone, baby. That's and, and, that's, and, that's, and they're like, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And they have gone. They're like, hey, I went to the other. Sorry, I, we can move that later if that's better for you. Okay. And then I, I, I just went to the other bar and they, they run out of the Batina May. I'm coming here to for us for the compass rose. You guys are are out too. Yeah, that's the beauty of this. We look into the sales of what the tickets are for the day, and in that way, I don't have leftover ingredients. Yeah. I don't have leftover products. And the beauty of this also, whatever the the distributor or whatever the produce or whatever the delivery got me, that's what I'm gonna be making for the batch for the day. Yeah. So each day it can be its own experience. Exactly. Too. And, and and I also think that this naturally lends itself. To how much science and effort you guys are putting in behind the scenes, chemically speaking, with this distillation process. The second that we have the conversation about RTDs, the second that you explain to me, oh, I batched this this morning. Let's talk about the freshness and why these ingredients were unique. The distributor today brought me this, brought me that. That immediately lends itself to the next part of this experience, which is going and seeing the reactor, which is going and seeing the actual room where you guys are breaking down the science and starting um, individual cocktail projects that, where you can be really creative. And so it actually unlocks a bigger story about Lost Spirits mm. where you guys can start to, to talk about the true technical passion behind this is just a distillery, I'm drinking a cocktail, you're having an experience. Come, come behind the scenes with me for a second. This is why we have to do the RTDs and we're, we're setting it up this way. But so, I don't, go ahead. So real quick, that's going into that, into that the same um, line. Our premise is science, innovation, art. Like, mm. as the science approach, we use a reactor to actually, with photo degradation, break down the enzyme molecules, polymers of the wood and, and accelerate the aging process by 20 years in six days sometimes. Yeah, you know it's what? mind-blowing like, when you explain that. And, and, and that right there, that's a part of science translates to innovation it's super innovative like there's nobody else doing that especially at the moment when we were like putting out there's a way different expressions of it our navy winner of the 
best rum category for the Navy category. It's it's amazing art. Everything here is artistic. Everything the like, Dorian it, Gray room it, just it, blew my mind. That that room is amazing. Yeah, I, I think I, that was my but favorite. But there's another room that is gonna blow your head that we, you that we haven't. We done. still haven't seen it all. Oh, you have to see it all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, this this all right. This next room is gonna be a crazy. So. I'm gonna cut you yeah. off here, and here's why. Um, I can't wait to unpack more about this reactor, and I want to talk about a little bit about the. Um, uh, the piece that the Smithsonian did on you guys. Uh, but we need to get to the Michelle Lemore. we right. got to do it. Yes. So I'm going to rein us in just a little bit. Tell us about the Michelle Lemore, why you picked it for the show, and um, a little bit behind the name and, and just a little bit of that story. So Michelle Lemore, it's one of the core founders of the group that started the burlesque shows in Lost Spirit. The, so we have a, bur, a, like a, a burlesque crew almost. Okay. And... They were the very first acts that were featured before even Cirque du Soleil, before the Magicians, before the Moonshiners. We had the burlesques. And she is what we call a resident sex panther. That's her, <laughs> that's her act. She was banned from YouTube in 2009. Because her, her everything is so risky from her. I'm falling in love right now. <laughs> she, she, that's why. Now you get why she's featured here. Yeah. Right? Oh, the, yeah. Because her act is spicy. She is beautiful. Like, she's super... Oh, like, yes. Now, also, very classy, very act. The act, the, 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 the sparkles, everything. So, it has a lot of personality but also it's kind of like tame it's it's super weird to explain her her but i captivate all that into in a, in, a, in a drink um from our creme de cerise which is our cherry bound style rum that we do in-house that's my base spirit so again this is a distillery so all of my drinks everything is based on the products that we made here mm -hmm. absolutely that's that's like like i cannot have a, like a tequila drink because we don't make tequila it's homegrown you know so mm -hmm. everything is like made from rum so all the drinks are made with rum could you break down the parts how you put it together obviously this part of the show we we ask our listeners if you want to stock up and listen along and drink along with us you're not going to be able to do that very easily you're not yeah. going to be able to you're <laughs> going to have to come here and get it fresh from the source but tell a little bit uh, about the people how you put this drink together so in this one just looking at her act being that that she got banned it's so it's it, it, and her act it's a it, taboo it's, it, and dangerous and she's like it's a lot of like hotness going on yeah. it's steamy steamy risque that's her thing so I was like okay um citrus obviously acidity balance mint cuz she's cool as fuck <laughs> <laughs> you know and then I was like jalapeno and lime and mexican lime cuz like this right here is going to have like that little kick that I and, and steaminess that is gonna like make me want to drink more. That vegetable type of savory component that blends in like it's almost like 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 a cherry jam that it's okay has like a little bit some sort of spice. So the whole drink supposed to taste like a like a boozy cherry tart pie from the south with all these like baking spices that are filled with booze and deliciousness cherry that is like um, turns into like a glaze in your mouth and then just like you know i love the idea of cherry it's it is the sexiest of the fruits i yeah. believe you know and it, it, yeah. it has that rich red color and connotation with uh, uh you know obviously tie everything from tying the cherry stem 
to pop in your cherry. Um, it, has, it, it brings its own. Uh, it brings its own um, uh, sensual quality. Just that particular flavor. So why don't we mix up a few of these um, and and give them a taste? Because I I've got to say I'm eager as hell to yeah. to let Michelle Lamore's sensuality and steaminess wash over. So yeah, this is okay. Yeah. So hop over. To, we're gonna have uh, Alex hop over to the bar, um, just a couple feet away. We'll give you guys a little bit better sense of our setup here. It's a very unique setup. And as he's doing that, Michael's just gonna kind of help him part this particular drink. A master at his table. Come on, Steve. Keep talking. I'm I'm in awe right now. <laughs> I want to let the moment sit for just a second. It's almost like, um, yeah, we'll try and we'll get some pictures because this is truly, we really appreciate uh, I, Alex bringing us in because this is, we were going to have him at our Airbnb and he's like, no, I think you should come out here. And I was like, oh man, okay, well, we've got to break down all the recording stuff that we got here. I was like, oh my God, worth I'm it. so worth glad every that we second. came here. I, I think the other unique thing that we haven't even talked about is the experience of uh, some of our other shows. You know, we guys, we're usually crammed in to somebody's apartment. Um, we have a small cocktail table set up that somebody can work on. This is true uh, craft experience with Alex behind his bar within this uh, specialty room. Mike and I are sitting under, right now, a crystal chandelier with a white baby grand piano behind us. This is where the, the installment, the Moonshiners, which is the local house band that does blues music, will be playing right on the floor. And I'd like to profile them as well because Alex... Uh, Tickled us with a little bit of their music earlier, and it was something um, right up my alley. Kind of. Oh, reminded... I would love to sit here and listen to that and have some drinks. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Kind of gave me a little bit of that those early early fits in the tantrums vibes. Now they've lost a little bit as they've gone uh, a little more mainstream, a little more poppy. But when they were really leaning on that '40s '50s uh, crooner type of uh, music with the with heavy piano and the blues elements and a lot of soul elements, it does kind of whisk you back to a time um, within Prohibition, right? You know, in, in some seedy cocktail lounge, you know, uh, uh, slash, uh, you know, um, drug-induced fever dream. I mean, there is something about that music and, and the piano and the drums and the simple set pieces of a three- or four-person band that um, complement this particular style of uh, craft cocktail in a special, special way. So, um and I thought it was I'm, – I'm fascinated by this cream de cerise as well. Um, it's, it, you know, we'll have to have Alex tell us a little bit more about the, the base being, I guess, a creamed rum but a specialty type of rum that's going to differ from, from some of your usual suspects um, or even like what we experienced earlier this week with the Dr. Bird um, being a higher test, um, you know, uh, high ester rum. And um, I'm sorry? Have we lost our mint? As you can see, guys, this is a little bit out of our element coming right from the distillery, but we'll get back on track here in just a second. Well, hello, Michelle. <laughs> what a beautiful color. Thank you for batching these up. These are gorgeous. And I love the little snifters. Is there a particular name for this this uh, glassware? Glen Karen. Glen Karen. I love the color. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, sir. Salute. You smell? You can smell a little bit of the jalapeno. Oh, Oh, I love that. Yeah, the jalapeno is uh, a particularly, it's a light note, but it gives it more of that earthy quality to it. Um, it feels almost ground where the spice has increased as it's dried, that kind of thing, um, with, you know, maybe an aged pepper. But 
That is the delicious. wholeness of the cherry is incredible. Well, and I didn't. I didn't expect the. I didn't expect the uh, jalapeno because you were saying the sweet and you know, um, you know, but her act is spicy, and uh, I love that. I love pepper, um, especially. It's incredibly so well balanced in here. It's not like you just. It doesn't taste like you just muddle the jalapeno in here. You know yeah. what I mean? It it also allows the drink not to be overly sweet, and I think cherry mm-hmm. is probably a difficult Ooh. flavor to work with at times. Yeah. Mm. I get a very rich sense of herb. Um, coming in that kind of second part of the note after I, after it's hit my tongue and the cherry bursts to life, but then it is that herb that allows it to be a little bit flatter, um, and then that spice note right on the back end as it's kind of going down the going down the throat. This is amazing. Now, quick question for the RTDs whenever the guests come because you say they're they're pre batched, of course. Yeah. Now, do they get to do they have to drink them out of that container or do they get to pour them in a, in a glass? How does that work? I I I tell them that life is about options. <laughs> That you can you can drink it straight from the bottle. We make the bottles TSA friendly, so they buy them to take them on the plane. I remember you saying that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they can enjoy this while in on the plane. This is incredible. So yeah, it's very it's it's again it's it's kind of like a curveball on bar interaction and how now we are delivering a different type of experience mm-hmm. because we're focusing a lot on the actual memories and how they felt when they came here. Mm-hmm. And the supporting cast, which was the booze, helped to be that crutch. Mm-hmm. So they could like, oh man, these are really good. These yeah. are easy, these are easy sippers. I remember um I don't make this to please the cocktail fucking snub, you know, <laughs> yeah. that comes in like, well, this is not the still from the tears of La Girona. <laughs> or, or this is this is this is this is not a tincture from a chupacabras, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, no. This is straight up honest ingredients, straight up for people that are coming in and want to have a good time without giving them... Remember, you can't build a Tesla out of a Prius. Damn straight. You know, they're both electric, but uh-uh, <laughs> you know? And, and I'm not... not I didn't, again, I'm not like being a huge fan of, like, of either models, mm-hmm. But I'm just making a point yeah, that, yeah. that um, because it's an RTD, it doesn't mean that I have to make them with cheap-ass ingredients. Yeah, so when yeah. they come in, like like most RTDs there suck Mo- out there. You know, there's tons of them. Tons. Tons. Yeah. This is not buzzball, people. This is <laughs> like there's, there's tons of, you know. But to put something consistent that it's clean with a backstory, mm. like – People feel the connection. Like the minute they're like, "Oh, Michelle Lamour, I saw her." Yeah, get him and want to taste the drink. They're like, "Oh, I can see that." You're and- killing me right now. You do know this because the more that you describe this show, and as we drink this drink and, and talk about it as a complimentary character in that experience, I'm so disappointed I did not see her. Oh, she's dude. sexy and dangerous yes. and and a, and a little bit scary, but she's so sweet. She keeps drawing you back in. That's what this drink is, and it's funny how. The way it unfolds is like a three-act play, right? It hits you with that sexy, sensual sweetness up front, the cherry. And it is not it is not uh, the cherry flavor you think of. It is fresh off the vine, dark, black, dark, rich yes. cherry, right? <laughs> yes. Something that almost feels whiskey-soaked uh, mm-hmm. or rum-soaked as a cherry. Oh, man, and, yes. And, and that's what draws you in. That's the sweetness and the sensuality. And right after that, the danger comes in. A little bit of herb. Right, Dude. that that quality of the earthiness of uh, I think maybe the jalapeno 
and uh, also some of the lime, allowing it that that citrus, that that produce to come in and almost like scare you straight for a second. Okay, dude, this is not going to be a totally sweet experience. Dude, there's, fuck Siri. You should not read the there, GPS shit. There is more <laughs> complexity like, like, to come. And this is when she cracks the whip on stage or turns the, and does that burlesque look at you where, where it strikes fear in your heart. And then at the very end, leaving you with something special, the spice note. And that's probably her connection. I am... I'm killing myself that I've not got to see her in person. If Morgan Freeman doesn't get to narrate my life when I die, he's going to be you. <laughs> oh, fuck off. You're killing me. <laughs> like, you're going to be like, you're like killing me. dude, yeah. Like, yes, exactly. Well, thank that's, you. That's exactly the journey, the trip that I was setting myself to when I create these cocktails. Like each one, it takes you to that journey of knowing and almost like it sounds a little bit creepy, but tasting the performer yes. without being up close to them. Yes. You know, you're like, wow, I can. And a lot of people come and like, I, I totally, I felt the connection on stage from her, me, yeah. the drink, like the whole thing. And like, and now they're consuming it. You has, know? has she had a chance to try it? Oh, she, fucking yeah. <laughs> like all, all the performers, that's who I, like, I sit down with them and I kind of go with to a, like, kind of like an earn like Q and a type of deal. Yeah. So, so I get to feel them too. Besides the act. I, once I see their acts multiple times, I go by and then like, I establish kind of like a semi bond. Okay. Yeah. Their interests, their inquietudes, their, their background, like Michelle Lamour banned from 2000, from since 2009 from YouTube. Like, yeah. I was like, what? Who? Are? And they're like, Oh, I, Oh, okay. So, that got me a chance to understand and, and to put all the things in liquid form. Like, you, I, I take all those traits of the performer and put them in ingredients and then translate them into liquid. And, yeah. and people get to see it. People are like, it makes sense. Like, each... Dude, it goes even way deeper than that. When it, Like, I have a whole section of cocktails that are based on the premise of In the Mouth of Madness, the movie of 1994. Yeah where the dude takes the cover of all his books from all the novels that he writes, everything comes alive, but he grabs all the freaking covers, put them together to create the all the, the next book. Yeah. So all the labels that you put together, when you put them together, they tell you the story on the thought process of all the ingredients coming to fruition and being put together. I love this obsession. To I fit love this room. <laughs> I love the obsession. That's how crazy this shit went down. Like, like it, when you look, you, like the compass rose gives you, it's the first compass that was used to like get... Uh, uh, um, navigate. To yeah. navigate and yeah. to get the ingredients, whatever. So... From that moment on, like the ancient vessel where you are in this ship, you are about to get shipwrecked mm. into an island voyage where you are ashore, get all the ingredients, and then it, dude, it just it just keeps I snowballing. The, I love the emotion that you unpack for each of these, right? It feels like you're living this story as well. And uh, you know, I'm, as we're sipping on this, my my experience right now is, am I allowed to be drinking this? Like, I don't want my mom to know that we're drinking this right now. She's going to she's gonna think I'm doing something seedy. Like, I love it. I feel dirty, but I feel, like, alive and a little <laughs> excited uh, by each little bit of spice that's going to follow that sweetness. And I, I, I love the way that uh, – I'm glad we picked this one because it, it has uh, so many great connotations with Vegas and red light district and being a little dirty and nasty and but Ooh. also finding the sensuality in it. So – Wonderful choice. Guys, we usually ask you to listen along and drink along. Obviously, a little bit different here. 
What we're going to ask you to do this week for this special episode is get your ass on a bird, get to Vegas, and come experience this uh, this trip with Michelle Lamore. That's all we can ask you to do. But we will raise a glass. We will say, don't just listen along. Drink along. Sorry. Damn straight. <laughs> I'm holding my microphone this And time. to <laughs> the wonderful and voluptuous Michelle Lamore. Delicious. Now, we would usually take this break, Alex, to talk a little bit about a cocktail history. But I... You know, that's, I think, what we were able to really unpack maybe over the last 20, 30 minutes. So what I'd like to jump into right now is what we call our drinking. Okay, this is your service industry LinkedIn. So we want to learn a little bit about your journey. And I, I love that you shared earlier about kind of those roots uh, in Puerto Rico and coming up as a young, uh, you know, young, dumb and full of cum, right? I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know I really don't know what I'm doing. But no, I, I just watched Boogie Nights. It's on the mind right now. I apologize. But um no, I just I want to hear about your your love for the business, but how it really has grown. So tell us first, what was the first ever position you held in the service business? Um, barfly. That was my first. Position. <laughs> okay, that was my first position. I was thirteen, and I was passing by always this popping restaurant in um, Puerto Rico, where I lived, and I come from a kind of like tough neighborhood, so it was either like go down a different road or like find something and i am in the i'm in the capital so it's where all the tourists go mm. that's where all the ships and everybody goes is the actual historic part of puerto rico which i mean whole puerto rico is history but all san juan is specific it's like sure. very very rich very cultural so um i always pass by this place and i see this this dude just like with tons of girls always at the bar yeah and and, and he's like and he's always like showing off and going like that i'm like fuck like like how can how can you get there like mm. and so i started sticking around sticking around so i started gaining his trust so i okay throw the trash kid oh yeah um uh, cut me some limes you know and little by little and i was uh, the only thing how i got paid was with a plate of food at the end mm. you know that was wow. for, for like being there for like four or six hours mm -hmm. time passed by um i moved myself where i got paid a dollar or 50 an hour you know and, what an investment <laughs> oh man that was crazy so now, now I'm behind the bar, just cleaning. How cleaning. long did it take you to get there? Oh, dude, a lot. Like, like it was like, like, but at least, well, to to finally be where I like, it was like five years. Jesus like, like of of being of being paid a dollar fifty. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, a but, true apprenticeship. Yes. <laughs> but then I realized that motherfucker was stealing five grand every day oh my God. <laughs> from the business. I learned that later on when I heard the discussion. I was a kid, so, you know, I, I was always, like, snooping around while, yeah. while, while, while always cleaning. So Underestimated, but always listening. So they always saw that I was cleaning or doing shit, but just listening. And this, uh, she told me, Miguel, you kill you. There's 10 grand missing from the, you know, like, I don't know, Amanda, I don't know. It was, it was, it was, but I learned there, I, I learned a lot mostly about like, what is, what is, what is it to, it takes to, yeah. make, to make the crowd, crowd happy. Yeah. And I'm like, this how dude, to play the right notes. Yeah. yeah. This dude, with, this dude was the server, the host, part cook, bartender, and bar back. Oh my goodness. He did all those at the same time. A, a impressive. A, impressive. A, a real life octopus. Yeah, impressive. I was like, fuck. So from, from that was that was the, my very first beginning, and and then I move on into like um, clubs, bartending in, in in like reggaeton clubs and stuff like that. And so so as that progresses, right? As you start yeah. to kind of grow and you're bouncing around, is, you, is is that or be dead? Yeah, <laughs> really. 
You felt you felt that visceral about this. Well, that's that's where I'm from. Okay. So so that do you think that that is um, is that some of the root of what drives you? Yeah. What, your motivation is is that um that that tough tough neighborhood that you started. Half out of in. my friends are dead or, or in jail. Yeah. So that'll yeah. motivate you every day to pursue their passion for. Oh for yeah, real. and the ones that are alive, they make it your life. And the ones that are alive, that they're, they're doing good because I have still. Couple well, they of, sound like it sounds like they have the same resolve that you may for what their passions are. Yeah, they were like, dude, like you're killing it. That, that's that, that's amazing. That you know, like so, you know. But I was fortunate enough to to live to yeah. be able to live two lives in that kind of remark. You know. So as this is growing, your experience. Tell us about all the different positions you held, and you don't need to go too much into the the places. But what are some of the different roles as you're rising up in the business? From everything, like like runner, busboy, like dishwasher, like like. Everything, bartender, like, server, like, cook, host, dude, everything, <laughs> like you name it. I, like I'm like general manager, manager, system manager, owner. I've owned a taqueria. I've owned a, 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 an agave emporium, basically. In in in, you've permeated into every crack and corner so, of this business. Everything, like I've covered every single position that you know, apprentice distiller, distiller, whatever you know, like like it's incredible. So I'm I am curious because I'm sure I know we could talk for hours about your experience, but because uh, you're saying you know obviously you starting out at, at a bar making a dollar fifty, uh, and then you're going to uh, more of a club kind of scene. When did it kind of when did the change happen to where, you know, you went from bartending at um, you know places like that to where you start getting into more of the craft cocktail, the distilleries, and all that kind of thing to, to really set you up where you are today. Yeah, when I saw motherfuckers that didn't want as skillful as I am making <laughs> three grand a month, uh, 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 three grand a week, like, fuck, dude, you're not even that good. Like, you're making three grand? No, hell no. No, I'm applying here. It, that was like, you know, like that's probably mostly like once you get the, like, the basic of it, then you, you start hungry for more and learning more and you like, have you have such an unimposing confidence and i say that as a great compliment it's it's a rare quality in people you either see somebody who is walking out cock swinging you know uh biggest you know kind of like you described the, your mentor there mm-hmm. you know flair women around him that kind of thing you have a confident uh stoic quality about you and i think that that really lends itself to saying that you know not even overlooking that person that wasn't as skilled as you but seeing it and then realizing your own potential and then maximizing it. And I think that that is so uh, focused. And I, I, I commend you for that. It's something that I've admired in people. I, I can be a little bit erratic, right? I'm all over the place. I want to try all these things and I'm curious. But I think uh, having that focus allows you to maximize all these different things. Try the different parts of the business. Build this beautiful, beautiful distillery that you have here. So um, that has clearly been a great asset for you as you've grown in your career. Um, I know we've talked a lot about Lost Spirits. Is there anything before we get into the gauntlet that you'd like to tell people about what you're doing now here as the beverage director? Right now here, it's, it's mostly focused on getting the experience to a level where everybody is mostly focusing in here. It's just the main focus is the, is the experience quality. That's our, my constant worry. Now, What's happening with Velez in 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 reality is like well the the show Drink Masters just took off that gave me a great platform mm. to showcase what I do who I am um, which the gauntlet what I am predicting is gonna it's going to be a breakdown from behind the scenes of what people are gonna expect to see in Drink Masters. Fantastic! So it'll be complimentary, you think? 
So this, yeah, so this is no spoilers, but it's definitely getting you out the con the content that you need to know to understand some, some of the Teasers. things of the show. That's what it's going to be. I'm curious. So how did you get uh, connected with the Netflix series? How did that all come about? Dude, this was something. It was crazy. Super, super crazy how I got into the show. Right? I'm, I moved here to, to, to do the distillery with the owner, right, Brian. And I'm living in his house. We're living in, in like, he's staying in, like, in a way, way far. And we're in the kitchen in the morning. Breakfast going on, whatever. And I'm like, in the computer, hey, Brian, there's a flyer for a TV show for, 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 for like, mixology shit. <laughs> Imagine if I get into this shit. He'll, hey, go ahead, apply. Who knows? I'm like, yeah, just for the fuck of it. Let's see. So I submit the most cocky, arrogant. As I just compliment him for being having yeah. a stoic <laughs> and, and quiet wisdom about him. I love him. I love him. And, and the most obnoxious, out of character submission that I could ever construct. Um, because I didn't really want to be in it. I just was like, you know. But then I let's do, see what the fuck happens. Yeah, but then later on, like I realized, like I do this is a great opportunity. But me being like a fucking dumbass that I am, so I go like, yeah, your show ain't shit if you don't have me. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, uh, you push the right notes. You push yeah. the right notes. And then uh, the the thing is that I felt like I disappointed them because when I went to the show, I was a totally different character. <laughs> They're like, where's the asshole that talked to me? That was me. That hey, was like, me. Like, uh, I mean, no, 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 vive aquí. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> that's incredible. So that's how, I, that's how, I, like, then I, I as, as I progress, it's like, okay, I can, you know, I, I can approach this to a different angle. I don't have to be an asshole. I don't have to be, like, so, like, cocky, whatever. Because that's not me either, you know. But there's. No, we could tell, I mean, you were you're such a gracious host. That I mean, somebody who's. Benevolent yeah, yeah. is the word yes, that I keep exactly, coming back yeah. to. You've been so Thank patient you. with yes. us today um, and generous with your time to show us yeah. every. Thing that you guys have to offer yeah. here. So thank you. Um, I I think this will be a great way to tee up um, cocktail masters and uh, and your work. <laughs> drink masters. Drink masters. Cocktail excuse masters. Me, excuse me. Uh, drink <laughs> masters. Michelle, get into him. Yes. <laughs> she, she has she has one leg right now. <laughs> I, I am leg. hypnotized at the moment. She's got a leg wrapped around my neck. Oh yeah. She has some beautiful cakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Without further ado, let's get right into it. Are you ready, Alex? I'm ready. Here is the gauntlet. Okay, my friend, question number one, pet peeves and misconceptions. These can be your pet peeves for coworkers, um, customers, um, or they can be misconceptions that people have about the service industry. So the, mostly in, the, in this part right here is a little bit touchy kind of um, when it comes to, to it because when it came down to Drink Masters Wise, we didn't there's a lot of misconception of this is scripted. This is not real. Mm. This is reality, but not reality. And to put people out of the clear, it's a tiny bit of both. But the emotions, what we feel for each other, the bond, the experience, the memories, the, the, the tears, the sweat, the laughs, those are genuine. That happens in real life. The work that you've put in here. That happens in real life. That is not scripted. That is not, you know. And what 
I circle back into that has been a pet peeve of mine forever in the industry. It's the lack of inclusion mm. and diversity and how many opportunities I've had denied because I look the way that I look, I talk the way that I talk, and I have a thick accent, and I do what I do a lot. Humiliated, discriminated, um, opportunities denied, everything because... I come from another country. I came here with a freaking backpack and 300 bucks, you know, no family. And people and, have some twisted expectation of what they think they need behind the ball. So for me, I am put in always the category. I'm getting there. Like I'm, I'm just, I just need the audience to understand and build up about why this is such a big fucking pet peeve because People like me always get encapsulated in the fucking bar back position, in the fucking back of the house, cutting limes, cutting lemons. You're not good enough to be in the front. You're not good to be with people. You can't talk to people. That is the biggest misconception because, oh, he's Latino. He must work hard. Yeah. Can you cover my shift? Yeah. Can you work three doubles in a row? Yeah. What about fuck your family? Yeah. No, you can't be. Yeah. Um, no, you can't have that 30 minute break. You Come on, wolf down this half a sandwich. I'm sorry, no more family near for you. You know? So those are people that, some people never get to experience that shit. Ever, ever. It's a huge pet peeve of mine that to go into a place and see somebody with a potential like Carlos, Miguel, Felipe, you know. Being severely overlooked. And just putting out there in oblivion. It's like, oh, we fuck you. Like, oh, but hey, I need two shifts to be covered for my vacation. But where's my vacation? Oh, you don't get vacation. Fuck you. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. And Drink Masters giving the opportunity, the platform to finally put myself out there and to um, get the right amount of content for me to put people the perspective of my perspective of where I come from. That is not fucking easy. Like this is not like. A ball in the ballpark. Like, there's a lot of double D's and a lot of blue eyes mm. that I have to fucking battle to at least be where I'm at. Yeah, it is a fucking pet peeve. Yeah, it's a fucking misconception. Like, you know, what I have to go through every fucking day. You know, people coming in here, hey, amigo, you know, can I get <laughs> Jesus like, Christ. you know, like, yeah, like, but, but to me, not, I have to, I have to like tackle it and, and, and go along with it because, you know, it's hospitality. You have to like, yeah. you know, that doesn't mean that I take the abuse. No, fuck no. I'm, no. I'm pretty, I, I, I'm pretty witty on my feet and I come back with some crazy shit. And, that and you've earned ownership here. I think that's, that's something I, I, and I, what I, what I truly mean by that is every ounce of respect has been earned yeah. through that adversity. Mike and I are, are very adamant about inclusivity on this show. I think meritocracy it's something that has been lost in this business for far too long, and it needs to change. We need to identify talent, support talent, no matter where that is coming from. And you see, the, when you see the investment, the passion, the care that someone takes, that merit needs to be invested in. So I, I, I couldn't agree with you more on the premise. I also know that I haven't experienced what you've experienced. Yeah, I know exactly. that. I, nor have I. And I, but I love too, just with Drink Masters, that it's an opportunity. To continue to change that narrative. And maybe and, for and somebody continue. like us to understand it better. Yeah, well, puñeta. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's how it is. And I you know, feel fortunate enough that I was given the opportunity to do this, you know, and to um, create and build from there and to help at least maybe pave 
some of the like the roads from all to other people to get into it. Hey, man, people, there are people in the island. John bartenders looking at me. That guy's on Netflix. I went to school with him. Mm-hmm. He, he he used to bartend here. I, I can be there too. You know, that's what's that, that's 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 what's really cool about it. You know, and and being able to be part of that movement and and to be able to like do something for the community as well as as I grow as I move up yeah. too. So it's 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 a really cool thing for yeah. me. But yeah, like it's yeah, that's I think that's, it's great how our question about pet peeves allowed you to unpack your true pet peeve for the business, but turn into a positive. You had this platform on Drink Masters yeah. to show yeah. how it can be different. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that will will stand the test of time on that show and people can go to it as not just an inspiration but a resource and hopefully we can be a small piece of that as well in telling your story today and and getting the word out uh, to inspire more of these people that are being overlooked. Cuz I do get I do get the part of like yeah, I hate when people leave the rags all piled up and don't put them in the bag. Oh, I hate when they <laughs> cut the lemons this way or oh, they you keep... have insignificant pet peeves like the rest of us. I'm like, really? Yes. That's your, that's your, that's what tick, that's what ticks you off. That the 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 there's there was one five dollar bill that wasn't phased. That's that that you had to count and you have to turn the that that's your pet peeve really. Like you had a little extra sugar left and they didn't throw it away and they left it over and it tipped and now he has a little bit mess and nobody cleaned it. That's your pet peeve. Like, yeah. try fucking coming to work to tell you, like, no, your section got given away to Stacy that just been here for three days. We need some limes to get cut. So now you're taking off your your yeah. your station. Those other things seem pretty insignificant yeah. after you're dealing That's with That's a fucking head pet peeve. Coming into work <laughs> like, I was hoping to make 200 bucks now. Now I'm making 50 and to cut all these fucking limes. Now cut 200 limes, motherfucker, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah, that's a huge pet peeve. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that brings us to number two, and I think you're going to have some very uh, emotive reactions about this one as well. Question two: bet, best tips and worst tips. Now, these can be monetary, obviously, because that's part of this business. But explain, Mike, this is more than just a monetary. We actually thing. were talking about this before yeah. when you were uh, doing okay. your work stuff. It can be yeah. a gift. It can be uh, an so experience. Like, so like, so, so like for us, when when. We, and I'm gonna. I have to relate it to Rick Masters mm-hmm. because, like, there were there were challenges. There were things that were going back back uh, backstage that people don't know that we all had to get together as a as a as a unit as a family to m- almost rewrite the episode or something mm-hmm. that went through that we were like, oh no, like we need to. This needs to be approached this way, and. We were constantly were given tips on how to handle camera time, handle how to handle pr- the production aspect mm-hmm. because we're not. Some of us weren't that well versed in into camera angle, lighting, um, all that kind of positioning, all, all, where to positioning stand, exactly. Yeah, Proximity, uh, you know, to face another person. You're yeah, but to. also the, they didn't understood. The flavor structure components. They didn't understood the the that things your re- ecosystem. That yeah. things require time to freeze, coagulate, infuse. That if you want this challenge to be uh, um, successful, you need to understand that what you are requiring from us needs to be more than fifty minutes. Needs to be sixty mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for the challenge. And right. changes were made, and boom. 
So, so you were you were able to help actually change the course of how the show was being shot. Well, this is the first show of its kind. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first show of, of, yeah. of its caliber with people with with our everybody that was there is a fucking genius. Artisans. Yeah. Like they're fucking like and I call genius genius in 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 in, in, in the artistic form of what they do. Mm-hmm. They the, their thought process like it's it, it's super cool like what what you get to experience there. So like yeah like that now, if we're talking on the real world, man, like I made, <laughs> I made thirty eight hundred dollars one night. It, like there was this, I was in Chicago. It was the International Men in Leather type of convention, and like I'm, I, I made all this money, and then I, I see the commotion. I told, I asked, hey man, what, what, what's going on? And I, said, I was set on the VIP because I did some flair, whatever, but not really good flair, just like stupid working flair, <laughs> mostly fumbling shit and people laughing at me. <laughs> um, and I, and and I see over there, and and they're like, "Hey, what's going on there?" Well, well, somebody got uh, shit on and peed on while wrapped in cellophane paper, and I'm like, "Oh, is that like?" I'm like, is, is that like legal? Like, I'm new to America. I'm new to this kind of shit, too. So I'm like... Uh, that would be new to me as well. Look, yeah, don't look at us like we're seasoned experts over here. Well, well, I mean, like... So I was like... So so that's worst, best tip day? Like, yes for money, not for experience? You not know? for your psychology, your yeah. state of mind. My so, God. So, yeah. So, so I've seen it. Like, I've done it. Like, but... but a more meaningful tip was being on the show and being able to interchange those ideas and being able to like um, uh, share got, share with with mind like people uh, you, that you know. You got to give the documentarians a lot of credit here because they could have gone another route and basically said, "No, this is how it is," and it would not have turned out authentic. And so it's great that they gave you the birth, not just you, but the other um, you know cocktail artisans that were there with you. To, yeah. to have your input and to actually build the show that needed to be built. Yeah, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, too. But, of course, even though you're all competing against each other, you're all masters of your craft. And being able to learn from some of these, everybody sharing and giving their different points of view and their different, you know, uh, the little things and idiosyncrasies. Uh, idiosyncrasies michael i'm sorry we did it was halloween last night so i mean we went out we had a good time but anyway um i see see michelle has her arm around you now yes so uh she does she's it's good she's pervasive i feel much better uh but no but being able to share uh some of your their own creativity with each other and kind of learn from each other and share with each other so i think that that was really cool that's incredible and i i just gonna say it right now you just shut down the category with the shit and piss on the wax paper and a $3,800 tip. So, yeah. number three, worst drink orders. Now, we kind of expanded this. Originally, we were talking about cringy drinks. Somebody comes to your bar and orders that drink that you roll your eyes and you're like, oh, my God, what are you thinking? Or just something way out of left field. Or it could also be. Yeah, we've talked about uh, drinks that maybe you hate to make. Or it can also be the worst drink that another bartender has ever made for you. So, so for me, like, like, I was brought up, I was raised different. You know, I don't really cringe making drinks because, first of all, I sign up for this job. Mm-hmm. And this job, the first description, making drinks. No matter what. Like, no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's that's the best. You sign. You literally yes. sign up to make drinks. So, I think it will be a little bit moronic to get pissed for doing something that you sign up for. <laughs> Maybe not right. pissed as much as shocked. You're really ordering that? That kind of thing. So, but here's the thing. Then, then that will fall me in the thing of being like uh, judgmental to somebody that is about to pay my cell phone bill. Mm, fair enough. 
Fair enough. You know, like, and I'm. It's an unbelievable perspective. You are more mature than I. There are still some that look. I'm happy to make smile on my face. Still working on the guest experience, but I am surprised I am putting these things in a glass together. Like, you know, like, like I've, I've got them like, yeah, like Johnny Walker milk and uh, with a little bit oh, of honey. What? Johnny Walker. Oh, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. Do you want the milk um, warm? Do you like what? You, how you? You know, no, just separate. You know, put it on this all on the side. Like, Johnny okay, Walker cool. Black well, with a milk chaser. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Like, um, like, can I have more cherries on top of it? Yeah, how much do you want? Yeah, no problem. Well, like, those kind of things. Like, I'm not really pressed. Like, oh, three, another ticket for 10 mojitos. <laughs> like, dude, that is the easiest drink to make, by the way. Like, I don't know why, why people cringe about I the have mojito. no problem with the mojito. We just call it the mojito effect. Once mm-hmm. one's ordered, everybody's ordered. Yeah, as they should, because right. it's fucking. They're delicious. They're delicious, super cheap to make. And you, the profit on that is huge. Yeah. You know, because soda water, that's like, what, two cents for, if you have it on the gun? Mint, like, literally, you can't stop it from growing. Mint yeah. will take over your garden. <laughs> Rum, you can go for, like, either, like, dirt, dirt, or you can go, like, whatever. You do. So, you're not really, like, sugar? Hello. Well, <laughs> maybe, squeeze my finger, you get sugar on that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe what I need to ask you is a different part of this question. And we like to put the screws in. That's why we call it the gauntlet. It can't be easy. Sometimes I have to double down with you. So, my question would be... I. I think you bring great reverence and respect to your guests, no matter what they're ordering. But with your passion for this business, there have to have been times where you went out, ordered a cocktail, and it did not come to spec. And I'm curious about that. Something like a classic drink, an old-fashioned Negroni, Boulevardier, Martini, you know, whatever it may be, where what you (laughs) were hoping to get was not what was rendered. That part, I can, yes. I've been to places where I just ordered, like, okay, Fair enough. I, I I go to this place and I'm like, hey man. Uh, so you all, I, you all, you can always gouge the yeah. type of quality what that you're about to receive by ordering a daiquiri. Okay. Because a daiquiri is the most simplest drink to make, but you can fuck it up really fast. So the minute I ask for a daiquiri, it's like, oh, we can't make that. I'm sorry. And like, and I did the same thing with the same face that you just did. Yeah, like the blender is done, and I don't have like fruits. It's not, you know, like, okay, fair. Um, um, you you have some sugar? Yeah, we have some. Yeah, we have some simple syrup. But you have um, like lime lime juice. You have a couple of limes you can squeeze. Yeah, yeah, we squeeze them here. Okay, cool. You, you have rum? Even Bacardi is fine. Like, I, I won't judge. Yeah, we yeah yeah. Actually, we. we we have denizen. Like, oh. Yeah, maybe a fucking daiquiri, you fucking <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> don't, we'll see, right. don't, don't, don't have me here, like, fucking waiting and, like, like begging you for something. Like, you can make a fucking daiquiri. Don't, don't give me that bullshit. Oh and I think God. that's part, that's kind of a misconception, too, for people who aren't in the service industry and who aren't daiquiri drinkers, that when they hear daiquiri, they imagine a blended drink whipped cream on top little umbrella in in this you know goblet glass on a beach somewhere and it's not not understanding that's not the the, yeah and still i give him the ingredients he as okay okay no problem he he puts granite in and 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 makes it like like 
colored in chat. Like, colored like, yeah. like, like, like a strawberry doctor. Because that's what he thinks and, he needs to make. Yeah, and he looks yeah. at me like, and then he looks at me like, like, with the eye of like, yeah, see, see what I mean? You like that? You like that? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> how, about, how about that, bitch? And I'm like, um, it's still grinning. I'm like, I'm done with you. And this is why I turned the screws for stories like that. We needed that one. Like, Thank I'm you. I'm done. Thank you. Mike, team up for question number four. All right, question number four. Mistakes and fuck ups, and this might be. I think you were telling me some about specific, specifically too, to Drake Masters. Yeah. So this is so editing, and the way that things get put and chopped up and then portrayed are way different than whatever happens. Yeah. So I'm portrayed about a mistake that I'm that I make of putting dry ice in a in a drink, and which cre- can create certain effect if swallowed and if you swallow a pellet of dry ice it can get stuck in your esophagus it'll burn it'll create like a carbon uh, um, dioxide and gas and then you could choke to death mm-hmm. you know that's 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 the, the problem with that now the thing is that if not done properly that's if it's not done properly the same way that people go to japan to eat out of that chef that Cuts out and carves out this poisonous fish mm-hmm. or sea urchin or some, yeah, something like that. You know, no, specifically the blowfish. Yeah, is what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, right the now. same way they've like, yeah. be, but he's a master of his crap. That's why you trust them. Hello, here. But to me, <laughs> but to me, in that in in that in in that specific episode, it was like such like huge concern. But I'm like. From the production team, you're saying. From the production and the judges, but I'm like, to one of the judges, I'm like, but you served me the same drink the night before. (laughs) I'm just putting a different ingredient into the technique that I saw at your place. But that that wasn't put on camera. So what camera shows is me putting dry ice on the drink, but that was for the beauties, what they call beauties. Like, those are shots that are shot for only visual purposes that Mm -hmm. didn't go to the Sure. You know? But anyway, there's a lot of this, like, like, oh, and then I'm getting the heat on the internet, like, oh, why he was there? He don't even know how to do the dry ice. Because right, right. now all of a sudden, everybody's a dry, a dry ice expert. <laughs> of course. And, of course. And, and, and everybody's like, like, like. I love the internet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when you look at their profile, it's like, 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 uh, um, um. Soccer dad, like who drinking a strawberry daiquiri <laughs> yeah. on a yeah. beach in Cancun, right? <laughs> you fucking loser, asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, like, but again, I don't engage. It's like, fuck you. I was there. You're not. Suck my dick. You know, I was so fucking done with, the, like, but it again that kind of like mistake helped me to get where I needed to go. Yeah, yeah. You told um, you told me after that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, so the cool thing about this, like, so this drink, I'm like, fuck it, first spoiler, I don't give a fuck. So on this first episode, <laughs> on this ep- first episode, that specific mistake put me in elimination. Mm-hmm. I was going home. Wow. Fuck that. I was like, I didn't come over here to stay a week. I want to fuck some Canadian bitches. <laughs> <laughs> My fucking man. And, 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 which was amazing, by the way. <laughs> I, 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 shout out to all my Canadian women. <laughs> I heard they're the nicest. They're the best, dude. Like, to a guy that looks like this, I get so much love over there. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, Canada. <laughs> it could you believe love with the love? I mean, that's close to the Canadian anthem. Like, oh my God, uh, Celine. Listen, <laughs> thank you. A national treasure. Coming from the bottom of my head. <laughs> well, that's incredible. I and I, it was, you know, I love the result. Fuck it, you weren't there. Yeah. I was there. So yeah. So 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 I and then I'm like, okay, you fuckers, you put me in the elimination round because I gave you ice. Fuck y'all. Now you're going to get no ice. <laughs> so I gave them a drink with no ice. Room temperature. Because I went to my roots of creating the experience yeah. and having, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to my forte, which is what I'm currently doing right now. Right. I'm focusing in the experience. And if I get a semi-decent drink, that's still challenging, but I can make them, I can, I can make myself memorable, I win this round. So through there, boom, they come in. They see, I, I I put on my show. It, it's you have to see how the show went. Yeah. Um. Or what show I put on for them to go like, oh shit. Not too many spoilers. So yes, yeah. so you do need to go check it out and see it for yeah. yourself. Yeah, and see what this room temperature cocktail was that got me out of the fucking shambles. And, and what a fuck you to them. Yeah. I just I love that. It's just you know it's like oh the, the ice was a problem. Okay, we'll do no fucking ice then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. fucking ice for you. It's like soup Nazi. No soup for you. No <laughs> ice for you. I mean, my utter respect for the judges. I love them to death. Like uh, fucking Julie. Shout out to her. She was amazing. She was like bam, bam, bam. Um, Frankie, Frankie from Canada. Like dude was super humble, super super cool to meet up with him. Tone Bell. That dude was fucking hilarious. Like, Tone was my, that was my man. Like, yeah. Tone, oh, we, yeah. So, it, so there's nothing against, no animosity against no, the judges. No, of course not. But it was, like, yeah. it, that, that's kind of where that cockiness from your original letter kind of shined through a little bit. Yeah. To be still backed up by your. Oh, wait until you see the interaction <laughs> when they told me that my drink was undrinkable. Yeah. Oh, dude, I lashed out like a fucking, like, no. And I, oh, dude, it was so, it was super intense. That episode alone, is is what gets you going like, oh shit. I can't wait. The yeah. adversity is part of it. You need there needs to be just like the cocktail needs to be challenging, this whole competition needs to be challenging. So that's an unbelievable story and a way to shut down category number four. We are about halfway through the gauntlet, my friend. You're doing a masterful job. I'm gonna bring us to question number five, and then we're gonna take a very quick halftime break. Question number five, health code violations. <laughs> I know you I, got. I know you got a few. So I I laugh hard on this because on those growing days, on that same place that I told you that I I I learned how to fucking down do, in Puerto Rico. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you share yeah. that? Do you remember the name of the joint? Yeah, it's a, um, yeah. The place is tore down, so it's called. It was right, called what was it called? Uh, Amanda's Cafe. Amanda's Cafe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think she died too. So Amanda was a bitch. So. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Yeah, so she had a dog on on on. on so her, her she was she lived on top of the restaurant, and then she had like um the, like a balcony downstairs, like an amazing place overlooking like the, the Puerto Rico coast. It was oh, fucking amazing. It was my first job. I was always like oh amazing, and dude like like so like I'm doing whatever minding my own business, whatever. And then I see like drips coming up from the roof, dripping into this tourist margarita. You know, because she always, she, 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 she took home, she, oh my God. she owned it that she um, invented or her father invented the black Russian or the white Russian, any of those. I'm like, you fucking sack of lying piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, um, 
The thing is that I looked up, the dog was fucking peeing on that dude's margarita. Oh my god! <laughs> and well, he ended up suing, and he won like like some some like I think she settled or whatever. But I was really young on this shit. But I saw this shit, and she was like, "Yeah, hey, get out of it there!" And and that's that was the only thing, like like no concern, non apologetic. Like, yeah, Miguel, make me another one, you know. And I was like. It, this is like normal like this is like you know and along the way I've had like my various encounters between like mold like whatever no but the, a dog peeing in a margarita I yeah, think that's one for the books yeah, yeah I think yeah. that is one for the books that might be now, one we need to did, sneak back into the heart the, the hard card game right there did, yeah did the guest did the guest notice it as soon as it happened or did they drink out of it no like the dude like took a couple sips like oh my uh, God. Before, Stop. before realizing that I'm like oh shit okay this is this is yeah, this is, this is, yeah. You're Amanda, in. Amanda, 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 look, look, mira lo que está pasando. Puñeta, arreglalo. And she was like, ah, Miguel. <laughs> like, Miguel did everything. Not, no wonder that motherfucker stole five grand every night. <laughs> Damn yeah. right, he put up with that shit every day for work. I, I started getting a little cut too. Come <laughs> on, <laughs> man, you dude, you are full of surprises. I gotta tell you. I'm like, fuck this shit too. Like, yeah, I must well get laid and get some money on the side. <laughs> Listen, when we have guests on, if they shut down one, maybe two categories, I'm happy. I'm usually happy. You shut down like three or four in the first half of the fucking yeah. gauntlet. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a little quick break, guys. We're going to smoke a dark, grab a piss, and we will be right back with Alex in the second half of this car. This episode of the Bartender Ramp Podcast is brought to you by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for AC electric, compressed air, and heavy-duty jump start. Our patented technology provides silent and emission-free power that recharges while you drive. With customers ranging from farmers and contractors to highway departments and military bases, the CIC Powerbox name has been put to the test for over a decade in the hardest working environments. Whether you're working remote or have limited access to a power source, CIC Powerbox will help you get the job done. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerbox.com to view our product line. CIC Powerbox. Wherever you go, Go with power. Welcome back, Barflies. I wish that you were in the same state of mind as me right now. I am maneuvering ever so gracefully through a fever dream thanks to Lost Spirits Distillery. Mike and I are on a journey. Alex has taken us all the way down the rabbit hole. I mean, we walked through the Donnie Darko tunnel earlier tonight. Did we not mention that at the front of the show? White Rabbit. Play that music loud. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Second half of the gauntlet is coming. The uh, the Michelle Lenores are La, flowing. If La you can't, Lamour. Yeah. Thank you. Lamour. Important correction. She has apparently twisted my tongue at this point. Um, uh, she is. Uh, all my senses are being uh, now uh, d dumbed down. But let's get right back into it. We always have a question before we hop back into the gauntlet, and this is uh, maybe not as refined <laughs> as some of the other things we've talked about tonight. But I got to know, Alex. Ranch or blue cheese? That's some white people shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, man. Oh, man. Like, like, with me, you have to say Caribbean dipping sauce or pique. Okay. You know, like, like, I, don't, like I don't do any. Like, okay. Like... The reason we ask that question, right? And here's why. You, you might be very right because I have worked in some rural parts of America where white moms want me to waterboard them with ranch. I mean, it is an, it is an affliction. The reason we ask this question, though, 
is because there is a very specific type of person that is what we call a ranch only, mm. and they are an elitist. They judge the rest of us for our love of blue cheese, and they make us feel like second-class citizens. So I just wanted to see if you had any experience in that regard to your service industry uh, experience. Anybody saying, hey, I need a bucket of ranch with the, you know, this particular food item. It, so. would be, it would be like, Alex, it would be tamarindo glaze, marin, or Caribbean dipping sauce. And I'd be like, fuck, Caribbean dipping sauce. It's like, that's what I do like, okay. with, with totone, um, mayo ketchup. You know, my, well, mayo ketchup is, is a style of Caribbean dipping sauce. But anyway, yeah, that's where I fall. I think that's probably my favorite answer that we've ever got. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, all right. Let's get right back into it. Question number six. Ratchet and crazy customers. Customers that are just wiling out or... Mike, explain this. We've can also, also expanded be. this to memorable customers. So somebody who maybe just also left a really Dude, nice I have impression. a person that fits in all the, checks all the boxes. Give it to us. Give it to us. Okay. Now, um, what was really cool, it was like in Drinkmasters, there's uh, one of the challenges. We have people that are guests and we have to make drinks for the masses. And we have to like put the challenge and adjust it to create, you know, and... This person was um, vegan, and nobody like disclosed to her that one of the drinks was clarified goat milk. Mm. And then she went in and like went in, like full blown, loved it, loved it, like He's like sucking like, it down, like <laughs> like like a fucking like, baby at the teeth, like a bit, uh huh, but like <laughs> oh my dios mio, like fucking like. Even asked for seconds, and <laughs> and then the minute they found that, oh yeah, by the way, there's a goat meal punch. What? And start throwing up. Really? Like wow? Like, like, like and I and I well, this person doesn't. This is not the person that I'm saying that check all the box mark, all the box, all the boxes for the category. But a good example. But this is the premise of that category because it relates to the show. And, you know, whatever, whatever. But in a personal experience, the person, the winner, the Oscar mayor of the fucking category of this one goes to pregnant chick from New Mexico. Well, not pregnant, but recently pregnant. So <laughs> I'm closing down the bar and this chick starts to run like sprinting, like fucking Hussein Bolt. Going into fucking like no the clue. I'm like, she's like no no like I'm like I'm done. I can't serve you anymore. And like, well, how about this? And then she pops out like her milkers, like, <laughs> like they were like freaking beautiful. Like I love boobs. I'm an ass guy. I'm Puerto Rican. I have to be ass all yeah. the time. But this chick. Start squeezing them and like little like like little milk starts coming out, right? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. No, 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 no. This happens. It's okay. And I'm <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay. I'm looking at her and I'm and I'm, I'm putting this face like you have a titty that it's dripping milk. <laughs> I used to suck I used to suck one of those like 30 years ago. But <laughs> big deal. And this other chick starts running, which didn't met her. Did they, I didn't see him interact the whole night and the lights are on and she starts running and slits like fucking pit rows steals the like fucking home base gets up and from the bottom grabs her titty and starts to suck on it 
and you see the breast milk dripping out of on, on the side and gets like a full mouth of it and starts making out with her. And this is happening in front of me. And I'm like, and then I look at my bar bag. My bar bag is Pedro. And Pedro doesn't speak like, like any English. And Pedro is looking at me like, eh, ¿Qué hacemos ahora? Like, what the fuck do we do now? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm like, I don't know. Just watch me. Like, <laughs> what do you do? Like, them, they were lucky there was no OnlyFans back in the day. Oh, like, God. Like, I, I was like, like, I would have milked that so good. Yeah, <laughs> like shut down on YouTube. Right? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but with all seriousness, like this, like this is this is like she literally, she literally checked ratchet, memorable, crazy, and crazy. Yeah. Can I ask you how does this come to a conclusion? Oh, they left together. That was it. Just yeah, a nice yeah, yeah. Little, yeah, yeah they, out the door. They left. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. All of a sudden, like, it didn't matter that the bar was shutting down for them. This chick had seven kids. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I'm gonna show you a picture, and you're gonna and and you see no way. Like we're talking about like like. Well, you have photo evidence. Oh yeah. My yeah. God. My God. <laughs> like this chick, like it's so like like, like the thing is that like, she's really hot. Like like she's like. 9.5, you know, with seven kids. And dripping milkers. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Not, yeah, and it's not even the just that she pulled them up and they were dripping, but the the sucking it and then the making out with the milk. I've never heard of no, that. No, some, some, this is some Alicia Silverstone kind of shit. Yeah, do, you know, like, do you know what my favorite detail is, though? I'm not kidding. Of everything you just told us in that story, all that craziness, my favorite detail is the John Wick level slide <laughs> that the second girl does as she's sliding into it, the frame, it, it, like yes. something out of a fucking action movie. It, that, that's how it felt. I looked at it like she was like, like calculated, like measured everything. Like this girl had all the logistics down on how <laughs> she was on how she was gonna slit in. Get the titty, get some liquid, and boom, and seal the deal. Wow. Jesus wow. Christ. What a power move. What I, an no, absolute power move. I, I'm a dude that loved boobs and women, and I still couldn't manage to ever do that, ever. No. Like, Jesus no. We, we told them, I told them about the Mother Russia while you were outside. Oh, the Mother Russia, which yeah. is one of, our great, one of our great stories on the show. <laughs> still to this day, I'm thankful that, that no one actually those girls would have. Those girls would have. Yeah, they were it was, willing to it was mi- touching make out with Somebody it, jumped you in. You could have made them a Mother Russia with that. They would have liked it. Yeah. So like to, almost like 20 years ago, um, Grand Manier invited the top 100 mixologists in the world. And um, uh, I went two years in a row. Nice. And a and, uh, a buddy of mine in one of those made cocktails with breast milk. Really, and 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 it, it was it wow. Was, like I, I didn't taste it. I, I I was too. I was too Puerto Ricanized still. <laughs> That I was like, nah, that's some white people. Shit. <laughs> yeah. some white people. I knew, well, I knew it was for, going there for I that specific because that's a competition. Where do you get breast milk? No donations. Well, well, well it, it it wasn't like it wasn't a competition. Like uh-huh. like this is like they picked you to come in. You pitch your recipes. They pay you for your recipes, and they they make like a, a world recipe book. Of, oh, I gotcha. You know, so it wasn't a competition. Wait, it wait, wasn't. Wait, it's wait, essentially wait. consulting. Like, like you, yeah, you were picked, handpicked. Like, okay, yeah. you, you're good. You Come have on. the subject where, matter expertise. But that's my point. So they want to, they want to buy the recipes. Where are you supposed to get? 
breast oh, milk. Oh, I see where you're coming you know from. No, I mean? no, no, no. This was an ingredient brought in just because I, I think he's, I think his, his girl came with him, and then he just wanted to be shock funny. Value. Yeah, shock and, value. And, and and but he didn't do this for like the grandma near people. Mm-hmm. He did it when we do our, our after parties. Yeah, okay, with the for and, all of y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. I still looked at it like no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're white people. I wouldn't try that trick either. Okay. <laughs> I'm having a lot of trouble getting back on track here, but I'm gonna try. Uh, question number seven: Fights, arrests, and fires. One of my favorite categories, not just because I'm a pyro, but I love to see what people are made of. And when shit pops off, that's how you know if somebody's got a spine. So tell us about when shit goes haywire in the restaurant business. So, um, cool. well, well, restaurant business, but hospitality. Well, no, no, no. no. I, I'm, I'm, this is what I, <coughs> I'm thinking because I have. I want to shift from drink masters to real life, whatever. But like, yeah, um, fucked up shit. I am trying to survive the other round, and I'm coming in, and this challenge, it's requiring to make a drink out of a dessert. And one of the elements of my dessert, I needed to be to, to come on a little bit more strong, so I put them to in over the heat to you know i leave fucking burn the shit out of them <laughs> set me back to another 10 minutes that i could not spare and if it wasn't for like that's how like we all like like one of my homegirls capri robinson shout out to her my homie keep possible she was like um uh, those are burning alex like and she like took them off gave it to me like uh done i looked at it smelled it like fuck 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 Boom. Had to restart all over again. That was a little bit stressful. Yeah. You know. Now, real life fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was shooting. So, I do I, I, I do flare. But I, why do I say I do flare? I, do, I, I don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I do flare. And just to like, but to the regular consumer, I do. Like, I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm amazing. Like, the, the pitch type of quality. To our people fucking Applebee's flavor. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Now, they're, they're looking at me and they're like, um, so, we're doing this kind of like advertisement for this club here in Vegas called La Reliquia. And I'm like, yeah, there's, you know, there's Noche Calientes de Reggaeton and I'm doing like the promo thing, whatever, and then I'm, I light up the bottles and I start flipping them off, whatever. And this is a little bit of a paranormal activity too. So, it, they say that it was near. It was the place where Tupac was shot. I don't know about that. Okay. I didn't do the research on that. Right off Hacienda, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this place, they say that it was kind of like like haunted, whatever. I don't know. I, I'm giving too much of that shit. But the thing is that I have never burned myself doing this shit. I've done this trick for like ten years, whatever. <laughs> and I'm flipping the bottles, flop, foot lit up you know, with the fire thing. And I'm about to spit the fireball, right? So I, I, I usually put it in my hand and then I go like, like, like that guy from Street Fighter. With right? a little mm-hmm. bit of pageantry though. Right? Like, yeah. like, you're not flame, whatever. <laughs> you're not fire, you're not fire. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's the idea. Thing is, I did that and somehow it came back at me. There was no current of air, by the way. And he just wrapped my face all around this ball of fire. Oh, my gosh. And I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. And the, my body was filming. 
I, I was going to go outside. He stopped me. He threw me on the underground. And I'm like, but by now, it's just my face. It's not that ro- stop rolling and whatever. He's going to do something <laughs> yeah. to me. Like, we're going to stomp my fucking face? Yeah. Like, you're going to leave me like the fucking Goonies guy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, fuck. You know? And 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 then, like, he got turned off. And then, like, I, I had some, some burns in my, in, in my ear. Like, it was like. It was, it was it was semi bad. It was like you know it was like that that type of deal, you know. And then when we looked at the at uh, the video footage, there's one hallway that we have all the doors locked, and there's uh, no uh, airflow. Uh, no, there, oh we have all the air. All, we have all the doors locked and all the windows locked. And I'm talking, and the ropes for letting people in from the VIP type of thing, they're moving like like. Phew, Oh, wow. going like and we caught that on, on, on like there's no there's no air there's no doors open there's no windows and as i'm talking we see the things going like you think there was some paranormal influence to this what the fucking how okay give me a logical explanation <laughs> of the video i don't have one no neither do i and i shot the shit and i'm not like i'm not making this shit up because i don't give a fuck i don't care but it happened. Like I, 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 I to this day, the I'm like a million times you've done that trick. The million times in that night. Well, right? that that the eerie coincidence is mm-hmm. what I don't love. That the thing is that these two these two events, like the the thing with the the swinging shit, right. the, swinging, the VIP rope, the swinging VIP rope happened before the ball of fire mm. but we didn't see the ropes moving you're not paying attention to it at the no time, right because you're doing your you're doing your thing we're do- yeah exactly so for us it was like camera he's looking for angles whatever that's an omen and, right there man and then we go the ball of fire happened we finish we go to editing and he points out hey dude that room didn't have no currents that that was a close room. yeah because that was the beginning of the room that, that was the, the entrance of the place. So you shut the front door because mm-hmm. you have to lock the place. Yeah. Right. And then the other door that connects you to the main floor, that's locked, you know, because. How does this happen? Yeah. Because that's the entrance before going into the dance floor or to, to the main club. So that means that you come in, walk up to the podium, pay, and then there's another door. So both doors are locked. There's no windows. There's no AC. Why those things are moving like this? Some spooky shit, man. I love it. So very fitting for our Halloween. Fuck them bitches! (laughs) I did did not know we were going to have a horror story on here too. Uh, (laughs) No kidding, man. This is insane. (laughs) Question number eight. Tee him up. All right. Question number eight. Now we originally this was just the sexy Lexi. It was sex stories, but we've recently uh, updated it to be sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So everything else that really kind (laughs) of happens behind the scenes or when when the bar creates friction. (laughs) How do how do people? release it maybe like uh, well I, I don't know like they drink cocktails with breast milk I don't <laughs> like party. the sexual aspect of, of 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 the whole bar bar thing like I mean it, I bartended in so many places that have sexual themed like 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 from strip clubs that plays international men in leather like for fuck's yeah, sake that's a sex for fuck's sake yeah. I opened up a bar in San Francisco we're in the middle of Folsom Street Fair, which is like a it's a festival where you kind of like have permission to fuck in the middle of the street. And this is all 
full of people like hitting each other, masturbating under under the light stop, and our bar was in the middle of it. We had to create a fucking pet pee show. And in each thing, when you go in, like in the first one, we have like gluttony, and I had like this massive obese girl shoving up Twinkies on her face while sitting on the face of some dude. Then the other oh one was God. like this people dressed in like animals like onsies like bunnies and turtles and shit and just like fucking like that then another one was like um i can't remember the other one it was like so like it was like dark like oh like the humpty dumpty dude yeah this is literally like some fever dream shit i've said i can't i've said that like four times already on this episode but i'm just being i'm blown away my eyebrows are singed off right now so 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 i in this festival i saw like so i had to funny thing is that i so I kind of dabble into the ice sculpture type of thing, and I and I'm looking at the whole festival, and I'm people fucking, people like fisting, people like fucking like like a tranny fucking a, a little person, um, the, the the little person is is sucking a straight guy dick, like I'm seeing the whole everything, the, like the whole land yard in in, in diverse themes spread out yeah. the street, you know. Um, Batman fucking the Riddler and uh, you know <laughs> like, like everybody doing like doing doing this shit and I'm like fuck how can I make money out of this okay let me get a block of ice hey guys let's let's sculpt no. a, let's sculpt a dick out of this and let's and let's do a a um a luge out of it and we're gonna make like some some like cum shot with rum chata Bailey's yeah and let's throw all the cream shit that we we don't we're not we don't want to use. Let's put one of those pumping guns for like like the 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 um the toilets and stuff like that. Like yeah. Use like their vacuum, like yeah. And let's just have like cum shots. And let's 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 put the ice thing in front of this muscular whatever dude. Hey, you, meathead, come over here. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> yeah, put this ice dig in front of you, and you're gonna have all these people surrendering to your knees, expecting a a, a cum shot for twenty five bucks. Okay. <laughs> Like, let's do this. And I you're have, an industrious motherfucker. Yeah. And, and 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 I have pictures of me like cause, like making like going to the pee hole yeah. and like. That's what I was saying. I'm imagining you yeah, carving this yeah, ice yeah. dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was super cool. What a time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I, I sold five gallons of that in one day. Five oh, gallons. Yeah. Of cum shot. Of cum shot. Of cum shot. Like, like, <laughs> shit. Like, Unbelievable. Like, not even if I want to come all that long. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, Jesus. That was Christ. a lot of cum. <laughs> You gotta get an elephant to make that. So if you look up Falls of Street Fair, like you're gonna say, "Oh shit, no, okay, he, okay, he was real." Like one dude told him, like, uh, went to the bathroom, peed, came back, and told this dude, "Lick the bottom of my feet." And this dude just went to a bathroom, and in my head, I'm just thinking, you know, like the germs and shit. But then this dude get on his four legs and starts licking the bottom, the sole of his. They weren't even Jordans. They wasn't some fucking cheap ass like from Target <laughs> they shit. They weren't even Jordans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't even. Your motherfuckers this like is, not even retro. This is Sodom and Gomorrah. This is <laughs> this yeah, is San Francisco. Oh like, my yeah. god! All right, question number nine: Bar hazing, pranks, and games. How do you initiate people into this business, or how do you pass the time when you're bored? This is really Mike and I's probably favorite category. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be bored, but uh, just something that keeps the camaraderie going. You know, the while morale. you are, while you obviously are. I mean, you were even telling us that you were did a lot of the work. You put the floor in in the in the yeah. room that we're sitting in right now, for God's sake. So, are there any things that kind of help keep uh, it fun and entertaining while you are still, you know, continuing to work towards all of the things that you guys are doing here? Yeah. 
I mean, most of most of the, the what what they call the the hazing mm-hmm. comes in form of like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna cut one case of limes, two cases of lemons. We're gonna squeeze them, filter them three times each, and then we are gonna make a two to one ratio of rock simple syrup, drop candy. And then we're going to start working on our hydrocolids. How the fuck is that hazing? Well, it's not really hazing. It's mentoring. And how you can turn that around and escape from the culture of being um, abused or mm. preyed upon because you look a certain way. It, it changed your perspective to like, Hey, I don't need to be subjected to this kind of like bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm here to make a living. I shouldn't this shouldn't be a fucking frat house. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be feeling like I left I left high school and college a long time ago. Right. For that precise shit. Mm-hmm. I don't need to come to a place to get fucking hazed, de- de- dehumanized or fucked on. So, I kind of like gold and I lean and I lean to and I, and I I've experienced that culture. Mm-hmm. I've I've lived of that thing coming yeah. in and like hey can you you know the things I will say in English that I didn't understood at the time you know hey like the amigo do it he'll cover it for you like yeah that's a form of hazing slash bullying but it it didn't taught me anything you mm. know it didn't make me who I am it just kind of like built a shell so I can just move on and see yeah you rose despite that. And see who I can just move on to and who could be that tree with a nice shadow that I can just feed up on and get knowledge, you know? And, and you've had a very, I don't want to say unique, but you've had a very specific experience that a lot of people are going to relate to and a lot of people are learning about it and seeing this from a different point of view. And with these kind of, uh, with like bar hazing drinks <laughs> and stuff like that, most of the time when we're looking at this from a lot of the uh, bartenders and stuff, it's not a, a negative thing. This, yeah. is, this is a thing where it's actually, I actually really like this person. I'm glad they're working. And I'm not saying that that's what your experience was. But it's I'm just joke saying, around. I'm it. saying that a lot of the times whenever we did this kind of, when Steve and I worked together the first places, we'd slap each other with the towels and that kind of shit. But it was more of, it was actually bond building and, yeah. so and so messing what? with somebody because you liked them and wanting to get them in the cut with you. But the so, but the first for, job we ever worked together was at a shitty silver diner where we would wear the bow ties and, and the vests and you know we'd come in you know hung over and disheveled and slick our hair with some lemon juice and get out there on the floor and try to turn over two person tables for 27 bucks a pop right and we were making nothing it was a 24 hour diner and so constantly there's times Mike and I are there 3 o'clock in the morning with no tables and we need to pass the time so what we would do is we would play a game where every table that would come in we would stand in a funny way at the table. So we'd go profile. We'd turn around and wait on them facing the other direction. We'd spread our legs all the way to where I level at the table, right? And never acknowledge it with the guest and see who could top it and top it. So I think it's really about camaraderie and morale but, building. But not always. Sometimes hazing about. isn't isn't about camaraderie. It Sometimes isn't. hazing no. is just to be the, the point of being cruel. So the thing with me... In, with with my experiences, with my with what I have to live and and endure most of the time, I didn't have that opportunity because most of the time I have to be on a defensive end to mm-hmm. gain respect. Mm-hmm. The yeah. minute somebody came and slapped my ass with a fucking <laughs> towel, I'm fucking 
putting a black eye on you and I'm fucking putting a toothpick in night through your eyeball. You ain't fucking touching me. Like, who the fuck you think you are? Right. Like, th- that's that's the type of energy I have to like consume because I don't know where you're coming from. Yeah. I don't know you. I don't know if you if you're testing me to pick me to pick on me to see if I'm weak so you can keep continuing doing yeah. that. And I'm all gonna go back immediately to defense. Like for people who doesn't experience these type of things, it's a joke and it's kind of cool, you know. And it's a camaraderie thing because they really didn't get to experience that to get there. Mm-hmm. Like I never had a chance to get there because it's a perspective. I don't think that yeah, we, that we've had. probably been blind to in a lot of ways. So I appreciate that. Yeah. So like, so for me in that matter, like I had to always be in a defense, like are, are you being a buddy or like, are you like f- want to fuck with me? Like what's going on, man? Like, like I don't have time for this shit. I have mm-hmm. to, I have to cut, I have to juice three cases of lemons. Like why, why are you hiding my tools? Like, why you like you know or like why you like what the fuck no man this is fucking with you uh, don't don't fuck with me you don't know me like that yeah. you know like you, you, you gotta want, earn the right to you, be to, 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 to get fucked up on <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> no, 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 no 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 what i'm saying is it's uh for, for you yeah no, now no. i can chill on you no no that's not what i'm saying i know i don't that's not what i'm saying i mean um, i'm messing with you no, I know. <laughs> no, god and look at me taking it too hard Jesus I got two. I got two brothers, and I'll give them hell all day long. Somebody else gives my brother hell. It's not okay. And so I think that's. uh, I think that's what you mean. It's not. You know, you you don't know me like that. You have to. You have to get straight with me first before Mm. we we move into that level of a relationship within within our business. And and usually that's not. And usually to get to that level, it. It's not recommendable to get to that level in your workplace at the mm. beginning because yeah. we're, we're not family. We're co-workers. Mm. This is a business. Yeah. You know, I'm not here to be your brother, to be your for you to be my sister. Yeah. Like, I hate that. Like, it's not a stigmatizing, but, but that labeling brainwash mentality. of We're a family uh, here. Uh, we're a family here. Yeah. Like, we're, yeah. Guess what? Family treat each other like shit sometimes. <laughs> so you treat him. You're gonna say you, you like you're gonna treat me like shit. You, are you gonna do what Uncle Robbie did to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mr. Pink says in Reservoir Dogs: Act like a goddamn professional. <laughs> so right? that's so that, that's my whole premise. So like, like I don't see the people that I work with as my family. Mm. Like I see them like as another. I respect you as a, as a professional, as another human being, whatever. But you're not my friend. You're you're not my family either. Um, like when I get off here, we don't hang out. When I get up, like, like, that's why, like, like, you know, I, I don't agree with a lot, a lot of this, like, uh, um, brainwash type of like, um, mental algorithms that have been put in in, in us from past, you know, Bars that, and restaurants. That, that it's yeah. been, it's a culture that it's been um, patronized, and it's a perfect uh, way to put it, you know, that through 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 time that it makes that it made it seem normalized. And and quite frankly, it's not like 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 you are. The minute you are doing something to me that requires me to do extra work that is not necessary for me to do, you're already bullying me. Mm-hmm. You really you really fu- really fucking with me. Mm-hmm. Like if if you tell me, yeah, can you get me the stale ale f- air from 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 the walk-in <laughs> and and right. get that in, in in a big bucket? I can't find stale ale like like that's really cruel to somebody that doesn't speak English like Pedro. Yeah, you know, that's and that's totally fair. That's a whole different so, point of view. You know what I mean? That we haven't so had a lot on the show. We so. need, but we listen. We need somebody to champion that. And I no, appreciate I, I you love putting it. That I love wax. that perspective. Yeah, well, because what we what we because Steve and I are you know we we enjoy this podcast, but that's really the point. We want to talk to 
everyone that we can in the service industry and, and really get you know a, a feel for all these different walks of life. I'm and, sick of having blind spots. I mean, look that's, at, why, that's why I put my money where my mouth is and flew out here to meet you and to no. meet these other bartenders because I don't know shit about Vegas. I don't know <laughs> what your experience yeah. is. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and that's why we, we do this and we're passionate about this show in the same way you're passionate about yeah. this place yeah. and your career is because we're curious. We yeah. want to understand what we don't. And explore this business in every facet. So I love that. Um, that does bring us to our final question of the gauntlet, my friend. I didn't. I didn't know if we were going to survive to this point after some of these stories. Um, I'm still trying to get over the dog piss and the margarita. That one is, is lingering with me at the moment. But, not, uh, not even the breast milk. Now, kind of listen. And well, also the guy getting wrapped in saran wrap and pissed I, and shit. Off. Yeah. Can I admit something? I'll try a breast milk mar- uh, cocktail right now. I'll do it. I'll Jesus give it a shot. Christ. I'll yeah. give it a shot. Screw it. I don't care. Why not? That doesn't intimidate me as much as the dog pissing the margarita. But well, okay, right. so so that so that means that he leaves a little bit room to get shit on and pissed on. Because he didn't mention that one. He didn't. He, he didn't obviate that one. He was like, depends uh. on how many uh, breast milk uh, martinis I'd had that day. But, uh, um, all right, number ten: firing and quitting stories, or as we affectionately call this category, getting eighty-sixed. Oh, right on. Yeah, like, dude, like, <laughs> we almost ran this place that, that I told you, the, 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 in San Francisco, like, like the fight club of fucking bartending. We found this dude, st- st- like, we had a suspicion that he was stealing from our tip jar. Our own, one of our own. So one night, we all, like, for some reason, got the hunch that he just snagged $200 bills. And we went immediately, let's go to the cameras. And we saw it, like red-handed, getting nervous, all the body movement, tipping the hat, getting sweat, searching his pockets, looking around, looking around, like looking at the camera, looking around, and still goes, pulls, like all very methodological, like grabs the the money, grabs the, the, the money from the till, does a little like swappy swap, puts them, and then there, and then there. We went in and grabbed him by the neck, put him in an alley, kicked the shit out of the motherfucker. And it's like, don't come back here. Clocked out. Get the fuck out. Rip his shirt. Rip his pants. Oh, fucking like put a fucking elbow to his fucking neck. And like, fucking, you're not welcome here anymore. And then I blasted the video of the security system in the internet, in all social platforms. Oh, so shit. They, yeah, the motherfucker didn't Damn, work. You shut. You 86 in from the business. Yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker didn't work in San Francisco anymore. Holy oh my shit. God. You 86 Fuck from the whole fucking bitch. city. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck that motherfucker. How long did you suspect it? We were like like two weeks that that oh, we it's, like, it, okay like, like we 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 kind of got like right. you're like yeah like like dude no we like since this guy came in tips are going down we make like we are a consistent crew and a consistent talent here mm-hmm. we know what we make we know what we generate like we were a stellar team like fucking like we the stop bar was amazing and what was it called Bergerac Bergerac yeah yeah, yeah. oh fucking we were legends in that that was amazing the, the, like. Yeah, dude, like, I, I used to get out my shift and go to the after hours, and people were just like, dude, you're the bartender with the fire shit. Yeah, shot for him. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> I I would drink. I, like, drinking for me in San Francisco after hours was amazing because I didn't spend any money. It was like, everybody would fucking, like, buy me a drink, buy me a shot. Yeah. It was amazing. It was super cool. Like, Well, well yeah. you know what the first rule of bartender fight club is, right? 
fuck with the tips and find out. <laughs> yes. Yes. Find out, motherfucker, yes. in the back alley. So, yeah, so that's so that, that, that was like, now, I could I cannot tell you this one related to Greek Masters because I'm not telling you if I got 86 or not. Leave the tease. <laughs> leave the tease. You're going to have to watch the show, people. Yes. And we can't wait to either. Alex, unbelievable, my friend. What a, a beautiful run through the gauntlet. I am I'm blown away. Some of these stories, I just... My mouth has been hanging open. I think this is the least I've ever interrupted a guest on the show because <laughs> I just I, did, I didn't want you to stop talking. I just wanted you to go and go and go. It was incredible. Well, and I love the some of the fresh perspectives as uh, as well, especially from Important. somebody who's come so far in the industry and has seen so much success and is now on the first ever show of its kind. So I think that's really really cool to. I, I just think you opened up the categories a lot more than we have before. So thank you, and, yeah. a, and a performance truly uh, from the cocktails, the Michelle Lamore, and oh, to the and, to this place. This I just still like Steve said, surreal. Like I'd still, it, I just I can't get over it. It's just this has been a hell of an experience. It is, uh, it is, is truly, truly surreal. Um, we have a few more questions before we're going to get you out of here. Mm. Now, usually we do a section called "How's Our Driving," where we ask our guests for recommendations: yeah. food, drink experiences and i would love to hear your perspective on on places around the vegas scene yeah. that are special to you um you've already shared a lot about lost spirits and and you know we're going to do a lot to promote you guys because i think that this is a really unique experience give us some recommendations but please please tell the people a little bit about this reactor um that helps age if, if you can i know you said that there were some things you yeah. couldn't talk about right because i i do I, I find it so fascinating so Basically, it's a time machine for booze. It's accelerating the aging process that usually takes 20 to 30 years in a warehouse, in a barrel, that you lose to, to production. Three, You lose production of the barrel, like around 3 to 4%, um, called the engine share or whatever, you know, due to evaporation. Um, the reactor, what it does is condense and accelerates that process um, by four or four to six days you are able to get a 20 year old rum kind of by photodegradation one of the elements of it heating up or having lights as hot as the equator at noon that starts to break down the wood in a faster rate that all the flavors and all the initial process for aging starts to happen there, and then it goes into other atenic rea uh, reactors and does a little, a little bit more. But uh, the premise of it is having accelerate the process and then getting a good quality product at the end, which we've been peer reviewed by the Smithsonian. Yeah, with uh, that, that article, I can't wait to read it because that's incredible. Yeah, yeah um, with all the technology, with all in depth explanation on how the system works. It's like a skeleton key. It is unlocking something that, that has just been uh, unattainable in, in a business or for a young distillery like like uh, Lost Spirit. Um, and you guys have only been open for a year here, right, commercially to the public. Yeah. It's it's yeah. surreal. I, I found that so fascinating. It's some mad scientist shit. Yeah, it looks like, incredible. It is yeah. wild. We'll, we'll post some pictures. And I also love how you've cultivated the tour, right, where you walk into that room with some of the recognition that Lost Spirit has received – um, and then you open those double doors and you are just in, it's just you and the reactor. It's just, and it is yeah. framed in that yeah. big giant wall of glass. Yeah. It is, uh, it's a little spooky. 
in itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like to call it the mother brain when Metroid. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, perfect. So fitting for for that sort of thing. But um, I I did want to focus in on that. But please, any other recommendations you might have for people when they visit Vegas or San Francisco or some other market that you really uh, feel passion for? Yeah, I mean, like if you're in Vegas, besides Lost Spirits, Sparrow and Wolf is really good. Yeah, we were just recommended. This is a chef that took himself off the strip and has opened a couple places. That's right. In Chinatown. Yeah, Brian Howard. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually did a, an amazing, one of my most memorable dinners, pairings with him. When he first was opening a restaurant here in, in Town Square, we did one of the sickest menu pairings and product development, concept development for food and drinks like 15 years ago. Amazing. So we remain friends. His place is amazing. Sparrow and Wolf. Check it out. Mott 32. Go to see my man Giuseppe Gonzalez. Okay. Oh, cocktails there. Amazing. Giuseppe. And Giuseppe Gonzalez. You have like that's a bar. That's a bartender that you that you need. That's a bartender that you need to like talk to. Is he somebody it's, that should be on the show? Yes, he is. He should like. You should talk to like Ivy Leaguer a little bit. Um. Um. Is he's whimsical, but super petty. The <laughs> amount of pettiness of this dude is <laughs> unparalleled. Like his pettiness is his best asset. Like he, the way and the the way he writes and says the some of the pettiest shit that I've seen, it's mad respect. Plus he's like, he's like a legend, whatever. Like here in in the in the industry, great 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 guy to sit that, sit sit your ass across from a bar. And just talk shit, talking mad shit. Um, um, Joy Figueroa from Herbs and Rye, mm. like go there. She's amazing, Puerto Rican, hospitable. That's to the core. Giuseppe, Puerto Rican, hospitable to, to the core. People who are genuinely live. Man, you live it. This. You live it. I love that you're championing um, your roots right now. Yeah. Let's let's uh let's profile these these uh, wonderful Puerto Rican artisans that are in the same business as you. I now, now one thing that besides that when you told me to other markets then I highly recommend look the show Drink Masters mm-hmm. and put in your notebook 12 numbers and write each of our names where we are from and go visit our bars because you have 12 destinations to blow your mind away by crazy, insane professionals. Like, you, your palace is not going to be the same. Like, if you go yeah. visit Kate in freaking Albuquerque, you... I was like, just there. Like, yeah. like an unhappy accident. It's yes. amazing. Yeah. You go to see my my boy Zuzu in Wauhawk in San Francisco. You're going to get blown. Like, you're going to get transported to japan like immediately like mm. that dude is amazing like you got capri robinson in dc you got lp also which is in dc as well she has um she was in a couple of bars also over there my man michael in pittsburgh made miss meredith meredith from platypus another place that is super great my man my boy raj um um, he he does some really weird pairings with his Indian heritage. He's amazing, amazing dude. Also, um, Ashling from Boise, Idaho. 
Mm. That girl. Uh, untapped market. Maybe one that, that we don't always think of as being craft forward. But. And she is, dude, like a... F- she had this thing called the jellyfish drinks. And that's that's like her company concept type of thing. You're going to see her on the show fucking, like, wow. She blew everybody's away. Like, we were... Ch- we we were at points challenged, like go like, oh, she is, she's somebody that she's gonna create something here. Y'all are looking like, around and seeing yeah, like, like, like she, just like the super friends all coming together for the first time. Yeah, yeah, and then you got Tao, like that dude is like an artist, like he like he's like a, he's like the Picasso for fucking industry. And then you got I can't Lo- wait, man. He's he's in Canada. Uh, um, Lloyd, fucking Lloyd. He's well. One of the most avant-garde, forward-thinking, fun dudes that I have ever chance to to hang out with. Like he's like he, he even said it himself. Like I need somebody to edit my life because <laughs> I, I I can't edit it. I just go and go and go and go. And he's amazing doing it. Like you know, um, even Natalie that she's not a bartender. She's like an Instagram bartender. She doesn't work at a bar to be like a bartender bartender right. but she still does her thing from home mm. inspiring people in houses to be better bartenders mm. to or better hosts because at this point you are a host in your element to provide experiences to your friends when you are making drinks for them in their house mm. yeah yeah so she too is valid like that I, you know I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to watch. Yeah, um, I'm really excited. Watch Drink Masters. It's going to be an unbelievable experience. And I think um, this, you know, usually we get maybe one or two recommendations. But the challenge, the gauntlet for you listeners is set down. Yes. Watch the show. Write down the bartenders and put your travel plans together. Mm-hmm. Get to these different cities and and uh, allow your experiences to be unlocked by these these amazing craftsmen. Well, and, I, and of course, uh, I, I kind of want to tie this back into kind of what we touched on earlier in the show about you talking about, you know, coming to the States and people wanting to box you into an expectation that they had of you based on where you come from. You know what I mean? And I really love this. You, you know, you, you I haven't seen the show yet, but mentioning all these different people and all the different places that they come from. And I, I just think it's uh, just one of those things that when people truly open themselves up to not have, uh, you know, predetermined expectations about people around them, what you're really doing is you're opening opening yourself up to have all these different experiences and all these different influences from all mm. these different people and places um, that you wouldn't otherwise have had any, you know, connection with. Um, and I just think that's really cool. So I'm really cool. I'm, I'm excited to check that out. And uh, yeah, I'd love to make it out to all of their bar. Uh, their Ashley and Boise, I, I got to go there. Not <laughs> and not because, you know, um, any of the rest of them don't compare. It's just I, I'm fascinated to see what a town like that can render when mm-hmm. no one thinks of that as the, a, you know, high end food and beverage craft cocktail mm-hmm. scene. Right. There's connotations of San Francisco and New York and Philly and and and, and Chicago. And I want to see what somebody um pushing the boundaries uh, with their own creativity to change um, the reputation of their market. That, to me, is something uh, really inspiring. So I'd love to go out and see her there. Um, Alex, this has been incredible. This brings us to our last couple questions, man. I, I am just so thankful. I have such great admiration for you, what you're doing in this business, at this distillery, um, and for some of the other people that are coming up behind you um, with your mentorship. You know, we always ask two final questions on the show. One is, if you started a bar, what would you call it or what would the theme be? Now, I think we've leaned into that here at Lost Spirits. Um, the other question we ask, and it's tongue-in-cheek, we say, why do you do this, AK? Why do you, why do you hate yourself? And we, 
the reason we ask this is because you got to be a little crazy to do this job. So try to, you know, as we leave the people and, and you've, you've shared, I think a lot of color for who you are and how you got to this point in your career. What is it that drives you that continues to inspire you to bring passion to this job every day? Well, I, um, I'm a sick individual (laughs) (laughs) and in my mental sickness and emotional sickness, I love instant gratification. Mm. And to me, it's, that's even better than just snorting some heroin. Um, that to me, it's way better than getting some meth in me. (laughs) That's me. It's way better than getting passed off of alcohol. That's way better than anything that could release that dopamine, that instant gratification. You're, it's your drug. You're addicted. Yeah. So I'm addicted of seeing people getting like happy. Like I just got a couple of emails of or, or DP. You know what? Now people slide into my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. And I got some some really cool ones that were like, "Hey man, you totally inspiring me. Seeing you in the show, you one of my favorites." Like. Keep it going. Wow. Like, you know, like you changed my life. I received one that it really, really was like, I owe you my life. And I was like, shit. Dude, I just trying to make an old fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're talking about your life. You're like, yeah. Like, you <clears throat> believed in me, gave me my first opportunity, pushed for me, helped me understand, gave me tools, gave me everything that I need. And I was, I am very grateful for, mm. for it. And you changed my life. You saved me because I don't know where, what path I would have taken if I wouldn't think that I was worthy of something. And mm. you made me that I was worthy of something. You made me feel that way. And to this day, I support you and I'm really grateful. I'm like, shit, like, fuck. I, I'm not supposed to cry in this one, but I am. Thank God, this is just to text message. This bitch ain't seeing me cry now. <laughs> so I, I was very fortunate to be part or to do that. So I think that's why I kept doing it. Like yeah. seriously, like because it's not the money. Because I'm fucking broke as fuck. Um, <laughs> it ain't, you know. It's um, the love. It, yeah, it it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, that, that, that you get back Im- immediately. Your decency is much more than we deserve today. I think I can speak <laughs> for Michael on that, but um. Thank you so much, my friend. This has been an absolute pleasure from beginning to end. Thank you very much. I should, I should appreciate. Just make sure that um, um, like, subscribe, and share. May, um, my handles are down the hatchets. Down the hatchets. Come on now. Love it. it, Love uh, it. On, on the Instagrams. Um, so, yeah, if you go to go, please follow, subscribe. Keep up with what I do. Uh, I have some pretty cool projects coming up. Um, I'm always posting really cool recipes and stuff. It goes without saying, please watch Drink Masters. It's yes. going to be, I think, an incredible, incredible show uh, and a Thank ton of you. fun. And then if you can make it to Vegas, you got to get here. Yeah, you really yeah. do. You have to be in this place. Um, Unfortunately, you may not get the private tour that Steve and I got, but yeah. it'll still be worthwhile. I promise you that. You can live You can live through our eyes on that tour. That's the theater <laughs> of the mind that we bring to you today. But They're going to see the performers, though. Yes. yes. And yeah. that's, that's the whole magic of this place is how the energy of the performers blends with the ambiance yes. and, and the building and comes alive <laughs> yeah the, yeah and then it gets supported by drinks and by 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 booze and by 
cocktails and stuff like the whole support system mm. is the alcohol mm. that's great because like you know and even people that don't like rum that like i don't like rum but this is pretty good and we have cocktails when they come in like you know what this tastes like shit do you have something here that like well i have these cocktails and then when you explain them the people that don't get disappointed because they're rtd like Oh yeah, and they come in this little thing. Yeah, and you can they're TSA approved. <laughs> you know what? Let me get two of each, <laughs> in it, and then they just start making their own little flights, whatever. Like to whatever. take back home. Yeah, and and yeah, and it's a whole. And now their experience is even better. Yeah, you know, and even with the people that go into disbelief, we go into a little like rant about how the process is done, that they end up like, oh, and they are, they might not be convinced or um fully happy but they respect that more mm -hmm. and now they go like shit i will totally feel like an asshole if i try to shit on this because this guy just pour his heart and yeah, soul exactly, yeah. into doing this shit and i'm not gonna be that person who's gonna like shit on his this guy's label I, after tasting this i don't know how anybody could shit on any of it's the incredible. drinks you made because it was absolutely delicious incredible. so yeah. thank you alex and thank you to lost spirits distillery what a time. Barflies, we love you. We'll see you on the next episode. And as always, don't just listen along. Drink along. <laughs>Hey everyone, thanks for listening along and thanks for drinking along. We really hope you enjoyed the episode and if you did, we release new episodes whenever we fucking can. Big shout out to our friends over at Trauma Parlor whose song Fast One you heard throughout the show. Please go check them out on Facebook and Spotify and show them some love. Damn straight. And I'm going to apologize on the front end because my voice is shot. Vegas took it the fuck out of me. Uh, if you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at BRP Drink Along. You can listen along on Google Pod, Apple Pod, YouTube, and Spotify at the Bartender Rant Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review. This is the best way that you can help us grow the show and reach new listeners. The more ratings and reviews, the faster we climb up the charts. Plus, you really need the personal validation. Yeah, personal validation or $5, right, Steve? I would prefer $5. <laughs> I'm a hooker. <laughs> a cheap one at that. And don't forget, if you're a Spotify user, please be sure to check out the BRP playlist on Spotify. Uh, we've got some cool playlists on there for you, including the BRP Industry Night playlist, which is composed of only songs chosen by all of our incredible guests. Our wonderful, wonderful guests. Do you want some kick-ass show merch? Of course yeah, you of do. Cor of course uh, I do, yeah. Yeah, I know Michael does. I know you people do as well. Check out all of our amazing swag, courtesy of Campo Design Co. at prodigydtg.com backslash bartender rant. And if you just want to hang out with Mike and me, join us on the first Monday of every month for our virtual industry night happy hour. Have some drinks, meet some fellow barflies, listen to our guest bartender playlist that we just told you about. And you can even tell Mike and I to our faces how much we suck at podcasting. Make sure to follow on social uh, for all the links to the BRP Industry Night Happy Hour. That's right, Steve. And if you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to the Bartender Ramp Podcast on Patreon. VIPs are always going to have a seat at the bar. You're going to get access to our bonus content, like the Vegas Bar Crawl episodes. Also, the Boilermaker tapes, Ranch versus Blue Cheese, uh, crank calls, special releases, and so much more. Yeah, like that really bad teaser. 
Uh, that Mike and I, yeah. please, if you're a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> don't listen to it. If you actually uh, don't listen to it, forgive please. Forgive us. Forgive us for if, the I'll, I will say if Chris's, if either of the Chris's are listening right now, I get it. I understand why you hate me so much. I'll give but you just, your $5 back. Just not <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be a big tipper. A.K.A. one of our Bozells. Feel free to leave a tip on PayPal under the Bartender Rant Podcast at gmail.com. If you do, we'll list you as one of our wonderful executive producers and shout out your name and drink of choice or something you want us to shout right here. Yeah, and uh, for these Vegas episodes, uh, our special Bozells, our special sponsors are, of course, Herd Card Game, Chandler from Herd Card Game. Uh, she got us hooked up with Wendy at Chilled Magazine and got us in touch with all the incredible bartenders that you're going to get to listen to. Please check her out. She's on Instagram, Herd Card Game. She's also in our link tree in our bio. So if you go to our Instagram, you can check out our link tree and you can see the Herd Card Game and where to purchase it. It's incredible. It is uh, Cards Against Humanity, but for the service industry. Get a few of your bartender server friends together. Throw five or ten bucks a piece in. Get this. It is so much fun to play. And, Let it uh, live behind your bar. Yeah, just keep it behind the bar. I, I completely agree with that. But then also a gigantic shout out to Wendy from Chilled 100 or Chilled Magazine. Uh, Wendy is the national director of Chilled 100. Uh, and if you would like more information about a free membership to their magazine, uh, or excuse me, a free membership or a free subscription to their magazine, uh, you can check out www.chilledmagazine.com or you can email wendy at chilledmagazine.com and uh, if you are someone who truly is passionate oh there's the train too so it's drink along there people. you go all drink finally got it in on the Vegas episodes if you are someone <laughs> who truly <laughs> we can't escape the train if you are someone who truly loves uh, the bar the, the bar industry the service industry or if you're somebody who's just starting out and you want more uh, you know, you want uh, a resource to help you build and grow your skills and learn more about the industry, please check out Chilled. Wendy was incredible. She was so easy to work with. We didn't get a chance to meet her, but she got us in touch with every single bartender you heard from Vegas. So thank you very much, Wendy. Thank you, Chandler. Incredible. We love thank you, guys. You thank you so much. Uh, Mike and I do this because we love the service industry and we want to bring you great content. But keep in mind, this is not our day job. With your help, we can keep the stories coming and interview local bartenders from coast to coast. And as always, don't just listen along. Drink along. Yeah, yeah. If you or someone you know is struggling with alcoholism or substance abuse, please contact SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Their national helpline is free, confidential, 24-7, and 365 days a year. Look, we love you guys. We really appreciate listening along. But more than anything, we want you to stick around. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. So if you do need some help, please reach out to their national helpline. If you're an international listener, please just get online and find a helpline or a help center near you. And as always, Steve and I are happy to talk to anyone. If you need just somebody to, to talk to or vent to, We're happy to be there for you. We can't offer you any professional help, but we really do appreciate you guys being a part of this podcast, and we want you to stick around, and Steve and I are happy to help in any way that we can to make sure that that happens. So thanks again, guys. We love you, and we'll see you on the next episode. (laughs) See, he's already told me a few of these stories while you were out there. (laughs) So... <laughs> the like, dog peeing in the margaritas. I'm, I'm be, I, I, I just don't even know what to say. Amanda's cafe was so crazy to work with.
Um, you need to make a Drake. Uh, you need to make a Drake called "A Man Is a Bitch" or "A Man Is Dead" or something. Uh, what a great name that would be! With a, it, it has to be a drink with spite and resentment in it. You know? Yeah, with a couple of dashes of bitter. Like yeah. really, it's no a dog doubt. piss. No doubt. <laughs> Probably like some ballsack bitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, are we all ready? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna count us down three, two, one. Bring us back in. 